three, two, one, boom. It's a social engineer show. Today we got Richie Rich back in the building. Jeez. How part are you, bro? two, part two. Trust. <laughs> Oh man, how are you, man? Good, my bro. Thank you so much for having me again. Thank you for coming, man. I really, as, as we were saying off uh, camera, I really enjoyed our last um, conversation and yeah, I got a lot of positive feedback. Yeah, man. And I'm really happy to have you back, man. There was uh, a lot of stuff we discussed that I think was really deep and it really resonated with me. Uh, I'm not going to lie. The This is the first time I've put up stuff like mm. this, like especially on Instagram anyway, yeah. or have my face on YouTube. The reaction, mm. or some of the reactions from people have been absolutely mind-blowing, bro. Mm. Like, I am so grateful for everyone or anyone that's shown support. Like, I keep seeing likes on one of the videos. Uh, the one that was, the clip that was about me and my son and, my se- and his stepdad. Oh, yeah, for real. Bro, it's nearly like a thousand likes. But I know in the grand scheme of things, that might sound not nah, sound like a lot. lot. But for me, mm. I'm like, raw. Mm. this is insane but man now nah, thank you for this platform man i just no nah, man i appreciate it. you coming man and and all your all the stuff that you said is like it's just deep as i said it resonated with me a lot and especially mm. the, the one you mentioned as well that that seemed to get a lot of positive feedback yeah. i think a lot of people ha- are in the same sort of situation but they're probably not dealing with it as well as maybe you're dealing with it or they're they're finding it difficult to see it in the kind of like mature way that you see it and so mm. i really think that that was a like refreshing kind of outlook on it thank you bro thank oh, yeah you. that was deep man um, thank you so much did um did you show your family and stuff like that or not so much <sighs> i was a little bit hesitant to mm. show family yeah um, but one of my little cousins it was it nearly made me cry i'll mm. be so real we'll probably talk about that <laughs> but it did it brought a tear to my eye it proper touched me like my one of my little cousins who lives in Hertfordshire. Um, and he struggled with mental health yeah. a little bit, you know, um, not to go too deep into his business, but he found it randomly on YouTube, and hit me up and just messaged me like, cuz, hey, is this you? This is so <laughs> sick. I was, yeah, mm. I was blown away by it. Um, some family members and relatives have got me on Insta, mm. uh, so they've seen it, but I think I've, yeah, I, I don't know why. I don't know what it was. It was mm. a bit weird. I kind of, I showed my mom, like, I was like, mom, look, mom's yeah. on YouTube. <laughs> but she did it get it sort of mm. thing um told my son about it the first thing he asked me though was like what dad are you getting paid for it <laughs> <laughs> yeah but um nah i just i don't know i'm just glad that mm. people who have seen it are meant to see it. obviously a lot of people who are my friends that i'm mad close with that what i would consider to be family yeah 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 great response and feedback from a lot of people so i'm yeah i'm blown away bro i'm not even gonna mm. lie to you so so gassed um and i am i'm excited for today and see for what real, we we come up with and talk about today bro yeah for real i'm really happy that you came back man and Thank as you, i man. said um off camera as well this is the first episode of the new year so um 2023. trust 2023 <laughs> so i've got i've been like for the audience they're probably wondering like what, what i mean because there's been stuff that's coming out so mm. i dropped uh leah's yeah i still can't pronounce her surname <laughs> yeah um Tolkstorf, i think you're amazing so, so, so yeah um she came on the show um but I, so her one dropped on the first of january yeah but um we had filmed that before and then this week i'm rolling out uh, a guy called i've seen the clip yeah, uh, when you're talking about um, academies, yeah, yeah, I've seen that's come out so far, hasn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he came on the show, and um, we're just so I'm just rolling that out this week. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, he's so. But this one, all of those, both of those ones were filmed 
before the new year. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, man, I'm glad to get back into it. I was saying as well, um, I, I really don't like taking no time off, man. Yeah, you said that. That's mm. nuts, man. Doesn't your body ever tell you like you need to slow down? And oh man, it's the opposite. Rest. It's like if I if I take time off, my mm. body starts telling me that like it's it's not good. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Go back. What, do you think you go back into like old habits and? Yeah, it's not really my body. I think it's more my mind. Mm. I, like mm. I need to keep my mind busy at all times because mm. I don't know what it is, man. Um, I just, I, yeah, I just start getting too deep into my thoughts, start not feeling great about things. And really? yeah, I just really want to stay busy at all times, man. That's, I, I just find it, I just, I don't know why. I just find it like too much spare time just makes me kind of go crazy a bit. Wow, um, that's it. That's very yeah. interesting. Because a lot, I, well, maybe I'm just lazy, but I always feel like, so I use so much energy in anything that I do. Mm. If I don't have that little rest or break, yeah. that's how I feel. I feel yeah. like, I need time. I need a break. I need like, you know I mean? I can't function mm. as well. There's a lot of stuff in my brain. So I just need to just slow down for a moment. It's very interesting. Mm. That's the flip side of it. Yeah. I don't know what it is, um, but I've kind of always been like this. I just, I, I need to stay active. I need to keep my mind uh, rolling. Otherwise, yeah, I just, I, I don't know. I just uh, start, things start getting to me. Like, um, I don't know. It's been a weird beginning of the year as well. I've had like some ups and downs as well, even though it's only like, it's the fourth today for um, Jeez, yeah, the audience probably wouldn't, uh, they, this might drop, I think it's dropping like next week. So okay. the audience will see it like a week later, but right now it's the fourth and already I've had like loads of ups and downs in, really? in the year. But um, yeah, this year's a different year. I was going to ask you as well. Um, is there anything, firstly, let me say happy new year to you. Oh yeah, happy new year, G. <laughs> happy new happy year, new bro. Year. <laughs> but is there anything um, you're going to be doing differently this year? It's mad because everyone's been asking me that. Mm. If I've got any res resolutions, any goals. Mm. I haven't got anything like specific mm. in my head. There's a few goals that I want to achieve, but I, you know, not to, not to, um, like lessen myself. I don't know if I'll hit them this year. Mm. They're a bit like they're for the Big. next couple of years or so. I just want to do better yeah. than I did last year. Mm. I just want to improve. Me too. You know? Yeah. Uh, I want to be, um, I, I, I be able to start doing this mm. now that I know that I, I can actually do it, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, and that people would actually want to listen to, man. Yeah. I want to be starting uh, a podcast mm. um, of some sort, mm. um, trying to, yeah, trying to just get myself out there a bit more. Uh, I'll definitely support in any way I can. And I'll watch it Hundred percent. Mm. I'll definitely. Uh, but I have. It's weird. I've just got a few ideas floating around my mm. head. I don't know if I'll do something like this when it's mm. just me and one other person sitting down. Uh, I don't know because um, on the last show, I remember saying that there are loads of topics yeah. that I could talk about: football, sports, mental health, uh, religion, relationships, music. There's so much, and it's like I don't want to just single myself into one thing. Mm. Yeah, there's there's a few ideas. So I think yeah, that's that's it. Trying to stop making excuses, mm. get motivated, get up, do it, just do it. Yeah, I think that's what my my year is about this year. Even with the work with no status, um, another event is coming up. A recording is coming up very soon, nice. and just to be able to network with people and just mm. get up and. Do it, man. For real. That's, I think that might have to be my mantra, my mantra this year. Mm. Just go and do. Just do it. Get up and do it. Go and, why are you shook for, Rich? Just mm. do it. Mm. That's it. I think that's, 
that's the that's the goal mm. that's the aim i hear you you said yeah, something um that kind of resonates with me um you said that you just want to be better yeah. and i think that might be the reason why i can't have time off because anytime i have time off mm. i'm not making myself better and i just i don't know i just hate i hate not being better like, like yeah backwards. i just want to be better I hear that, so man. yeah i, I just that. that's why i need to stay motivated stay, stay uh, consistent and keep going forward 100%. but um as for um, resolutions, um, I told you off camera, but for, I'll let the audience know as well. I'm not drinking alcohol anymore, or for now anyway, because Hats off, it's man. only been four days. So, <laughs> so we'll see how, how long it goes. <laughs> but, but still, just even the, the thought mm, of it. Yeah, I really want you. Uh, I remember listening to you and Wax mm. um, and about like the cannabis and that, yeah. and even your struggles or, or your journey on mm. how to and cutting that out. I think that's it was admirable to listen to that. I think that was probably that. the hardest thing I've ever had to quit to let go of. Yeah, yeah, it can be hella addictive, but mm. like even alcohol because alcohol is just so, so part of our culture mm. in the UK. It's like there, there's people that I know that have given up drinking. I am so proud of them. Mm. Like it's a mad thing to you know what I mean to the point where I'm like raw should I and then I'm like nah let me not beg it <laughs> so I know I won't <laughs> no I think if I think it's like alcohol is a, is good for like social events mm. partying stuff like that but the reason why I feel like I need to stop is a lot to do with my character like I think I'm just too obsessive like I just do things too much like I just go as far as I can so, for example, I like when I stopped smoking, I just started drinking. Like I just, I needed you replaced so, yeah, it with something else. I replaced it, and I think drinking's probably worse. It's because it's like it's yeah. it's affecting. I don't know, like the it, for one, it, I put on a lot of weight yeah. because of drinking. Yeah, and for two, it's like it's something that I just end up doing just anywhere, and it, it just I don't know. It's just whereas with smoking, it's like you can only really do it in like certain, certain places. places with certain yeah. people like yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's like with the drinking it's just it's just getting too much and yeah i really i really wanted um as i said i, I want to be better i want to like try and uh, conquer these uh, weaknesses i have so wow that's interesting so obviously the goal is to not replace it with something else yeah or would you replace it with something that's positive, positive. i'm trying to i'm trying to replace it with like gym and okay. um eating healthy quite it doesn't necessarily um give you the same uh i don't know the same satisfaction that taking substances or drinking or whatever it is yeah it doesn't really do the same thing but when you but the feeling that you get when you achieve something like when you say for example like right now i've just i've just started back up at the gym yeah um and as I say, it's only been like four four days of the new year. Really? In, I'm not gonna lie. When I watch your videos, your arms looking one, bro. I, I've always gone gym, like okay. throughout, like <laughs> throughout, like all of my adult life. Really, I've been even when I was young. I used to go to gym quite a lot. Got you. But just this last year, where I've been doing a show and I've been like trying to stay as busy as possible, I just haven't really made time for it. I've kind of just slipped off of the gym, and so I just thought this year, like, get back into it and start like, take it really seriously again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um. So yeah, when you when you get to a point where it's like you start seeing the difference, I think that feeling yeah. it, it it beats the feeling of getting drunk or whatever. Hundred percent. Mm. I remember uh, what twenty eighteen. I was at my best mm. physique physique for myself. Mm. And I remember being able to start seeing the differences, and then be like, "Whoa, yeah. this is." And then now I can see the other side of it, and I'm like, "Oh, bro, 
this something needs to happen, man. Mm. Something needs to change. <laughs> yeah. Did you used to go gym as well? Yeah, man. I used to go like three, four, five times a week. That wasn't often, mm. but more time was like, yeah, three or four times a week. Me and my brethren used to go and just hit the gym hard mm. and proper, like focused on it as well. Really focused. Um, and I just, I kind of just stopped. Mm. I don't even know why. Like I got an injury and I couldn't go for a little bit, but then I still picked it back up again. And then it was like 2019 and then like I just stopped and then obviously COVID hit. Yeah. And then yeah, just I just started eating mm. and eating and just sitting down, mm. watching Netflix. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? And then now I'm just like, I've tried the running, my knees, I'm mm. not on it. My lungs can't take it. Yeah. I tried the cycling. I'm not a fan. It's not easy. It's not. Mm. It's really not. That's what I'm doing now, running, cycling, that sort of stuff. I thought about the swimming as well. Mm. But then again, it's the same as going to the gym, finding that time, Mm. finding that discipline, getting the place where you want to go and just swim. Like I really, really like swimming. I love swimming. So I think if I was to do some sort of exercise and like get back into shape, it would have to, like I would have to do like gym and swimming, like sauna Mm. and all of that, that kind of, that kind of direction. But as I said, I'm, there's sometimes I can be really lazy mm. and just be like, I can't bother. I'll do it next time. Yeah. But that next time never comes. Never. Yeah, you can always just put it off in it. Always. And then it's, yeah, just, just like excuse, oh, it's raining outside. Oh, it's too cold. Ah, mm. oh, I haven't done this. or I haven't seen this person. And then you just mm. end up not doing nothing at all. And then you, just <laughs> you get to oversized t-shirts, not feeling very oversized mm. on you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm in the same boat, man. I've just, as I say, I've been indulging. I've been indulging too much, <laughs> especially over Christmas and that. That man was eating. I was eating sweets. Uh, yeah, loads of stuff, man. Chocolate. So I was ill over Christmas, mm. so I actually didn't eat anywhere near as much as I used to or yeah. I usually do. Mm. But yeah, bro, hundred percent. It's just, it's just habits, isn't it? Mm. And you say what you're talking about, like. Uh, indulging and over over obsessive. I've got a very addictive personality. Yeah, me too. And the way that I like my life is is habitual. So mm. there's things that I will just do habitually. I know it's probably not good for me. Mm. I know it's probably not the best thing for me to do at all. But it's just habit. And yeah. if I don't do it, it kind of feels weird in my routine. It feels weird in my day to day. Like, mm. oh, I didn't, I haven't done this habit today. Oh, I haven't, I picked up that habit today. Mm. And it would takes is it twice as long to drop a habit than it does to pick up a habit. Yeah. Something crazy. And to um, reverse the effects of the habit in in my side. (laughs) That's how the way I I struggle with anyway. Yeah, same, same, Mm. same. So I think that could be a good goal for this year for Mm. myself, just mentally just trying to cut out those bad habits, man. Mm. Um, And something as well um, that I've noticed, yeah, since going back into the gym. Yeah. The gym really like humbles you, innit? Well, it humbled me, innit? Because it's like you see some old guy that's just like really Ripped. doing, yeah, he's doing the he's doing the treadmill like it's nothing. Like he's just running like proper fast. He's staying on there like for like the whole hour that I'm in there, Matthew. and I'm there like after five minutes and I'm drenched, <laughs> I'm dying, like, I can't even breathe. <laughs> so, I yeah. know that once you start looking around, like did anyone see me struggle? <laughs> uh, I everyone can see me struggling. Man. Yeah, it's one of them ones that. Like, Oh man! So, is it about fitness for you? Is it like building muscle? Is it like I, I feel like I've I've gone down the path of building muscle um, before, but sometimes, or oh, with me anyway, yeah, it's like when I build a lot of muscle, 
Mm-hmm. I get more of an appetite. Yeah. And then I eat more and then I just get bigger. And I just keep on getting bigger. So I think last year I put on about 20 kg or something. Raw. Most of it was muscle. Excuse but me. then the last four or five months of, of the year, I kind of just stopped going gym and like fading out. And then it just, all, all the muscles kind of, some of them kind of stuck around, but then the other ones just kind of converted into <laughs> into just, just fat. fat. Yeah, so it's just like, oh man. And now it's like, I'm just really trying to do loads of cardio. Okay. Doing, um, I am doing weights, but I'm trying to not do as heavy as I was when yeah, I was yeah. going last. Um, and just trying to do more reps and uh, yeah, that's it's, it's lower weights, higher reps. Yeah, to like cut. Yeah, muscle, yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, I'm just trying to do loads of cardio, man. Trying to yeah, play, trying to sweat, trying to get all the poisons out of get me. All the, get <laughs> all of it out. Mm. Mad. Yeah, I part of me misses the gym. Mm. A part of me does, you know, that like couple of days later, that good pain that you yeah. feel, and you know that you like you worked out. Yeah, yeah, I kind of miss that. But it's that first step. Oh mm. man, it's tough. Yeah, it's definitely hard, man. <laughs> I'm tough. definitely struggling. I'm on that first stage where it's like where you get back into it, and it's just it's just like hard. You want to give yeah. up already? Yeah, I don't want to give up. I just <laughs> like I'm just not like I'm doing it, and it's like I just I'm just like disappointed with how I've let myself go, sort of thing, innit? Ah, bro, I'm there with you. Mm. I look in the mirror, be like, and no offense to no one, I look at the mirror at myself, be like, bro, you fat shit. Sort it out, bro. Bro, I say that to myself (laughs) like five times a day. (laughs) I thought I was the only one. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. All this time not working as well. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, all I've just I've just been thinking like that's what I say over the festive season and that yeah, where yeah. I was like off. Like, I had a few days off work and um, that I was off uh, from the show because obviously everyone's with their family. No one really wants to come and record and stuff. So <laughs> yeah, I've just been um, I don't know, man, alone with my thoughts, sort of thing, in it, and just doing editing. But then yeah, man, that's when you start getting them negative thoughts. It was. Uh, I, I was gonna actually ask you a question similar to uh, along this uh, same sort of um, thought. Yeah, but basically, what do you think about negative motivation? Because that's that sort of thing when you say to yourself, "Why oh, you're fat shit," and like flipping sort yourself out, you just being really negative to yourself. Yeah, I've been thinking. Sometimes about it, it motivates you, but is it a good way of motivating? Like, what do you think about it? Oh, I don't know. It doesn't work for me. Mm. That's for damn sure. Mm. It really doesn't work for me. But that could be. Because I'm just stubborn like that, mm. I think. Because I'm not, a, I'm not necessarily a massive fan of criticism. Yeah, I will take advice mm. and your anyone's opinion all day of the week. What about when you're criticizing yourself? That that doesn't work. Because I, yeah, I do it. I feel like I do it so often. I'm my worst critic. Mm, same. Like I don't think even aside from like the depression stuff, I don't think I'm that good at anything. Mm. But then I do something. People are like, oh my god, that was so amazing. I'd be like really um but it takes a balance i think Mm. it does take a balance to to positively motivate yourself Mm. to be like no you can do it and actually say it to yourself because it's much easier to say it to somebody else than it is to say it to yourself so much easier to encourage another person than it is to about yourself and it's we i feel like we fall into this trap where because it's all our own thoughts mm. and we say it to ourselves in private behind closed doors mm. we can just say whatever we want to ourselves but I've, I've, wor- I've looked at it and even when I say things like that or I, like, I insult my own self mm. it doesn't help because then when anyone else then says that same thing I'll be like there we go I was right mm. I knew it 
but I don't necessarily take what when anyone says a good thing about me mm. or positive. I don't know how to take that because I don't hear it to myself enough. Yeah. That's how I feel about me anyway sometimes. Not that, not that I'm ever going to stop being hard on myself, mm. but yeah, I just think if it comes from somebody else, you're probably more likely to do, mm. make a change than if you just constantly berating yourself and yeah and i'm a type of person that if i am just being insulted or or criticized it's almost like that backwards motivation of i right, cool i'll just be what you said i was mm. you know what i'm saying mm. that's yeah. a terrible way of looking at things sometimes but no i can definitely relate to everything yeah. you're saying and um but it's, it's just strange yeah in my life yeah and I probably are just not, I'm just not dealing with it in a healthy way, but any improvement I've ever made in my life has been because I've just like given myself so much negative energy. Really? Like I've just really like hated where I was. So I forced myself to do it, but I still didn't feel, even though I made the improvement, I still yeah, didn't feel any better. I still hated what, like that. I just, I don't know. There's always, you can always be better in it. So it's like, you you can always hate yourself in it. So it just, that's true. it gets bad, isn't it? Nah, for real. I just think it's important because there are certain times where I'll giggle to myself or I'll remember something good that I'd done mm. and go, yo, Rich, that was actually sick. I've fully talked to myself in the third person. I just, mm. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll really just sit there sometimes and like, or, yeah, or I, even watching the first one back, mm. seeing people's reactions, and not to not to be big headed, to be to be humble, mm. literally just be like, no, I can actually do this. Yeah, no, for real, it, you, it's really good, and you as and you are. That, I said on the show as well, you are really like charismatic. You got something like a natural energy about you that you. really is like. I don't know, it's pleasing to the ear. It's like you hear somebody talking like that and it, it just feels good. Like you, Thank you get you so much. motivated by people like, like you. So yeah, I, I really appreciate our, our last conversation. Yeah. That's why I was so happy to have you back in as well. Thank you, man. hundred percent. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, that's, I, I love this platform. I really do. I love this show. I've uh, been going <laughs> back and watching over your shows. There's some really interesting content. Mm. And the way you ask questions, you proper listen mm. to the statement that someone makes. And then you will be like, okay, I want to get a bit more out of that. But the way you ask questions is amazing. Just cut it up and get the, the person on this side just to think about things a little bit more. And yeah. I really enjoyed that. Really enjoyed Thank it. Thank you, man. Yeah, but yes, yeah, I think it's a lot to do with the guests. So most of the time I spend, uh, I think, I don't know exactly the percentage, but I think it's something like 70% is the guests saying their like perception on things. And yeah. I'm just basically feeding off of what they're saying and just kind of like yeah. going back and forth of what they're saying. But yeah, it's a lot to do with the guests. So I've just had some great people come on the show and yeah, they've, they've really got it to where it is now. Um, I'm I'm at I'm getting close to halfway to monetization, so um, okay. I think you need to get a thousand uh, subscribers. So I've almost got five hundred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm getting You're there. You're not slowly, far off. Mm. You're like about five away from five hundred. Yeah. Sorry, I'm looking at that numbers. <laughs> yeah. So no, I appreciate that, man. But yeah, it's just yes, yeah, I'm just building up slowly. But yeah, this year I think we will get to monetization. It should be a good year. Yeah, man. It's going to be a good year. Yeah. Touch with, we hope. <laughs> Anything <laughs> yeah. can happen, isn't mm. it? Yeah, no, it will be. So um, other than um, just trying to be better, is there anything else you want to do this year? I know you want to start your podcast. And yeah, 
yeah, I, I think you know at, at work a lot of a lot of my life or good things in my life or the way I feel about my own self mm. it, it kind of linked with how I feel at work. Mm. Uh, so I've got uh, I've got about three jobs at the moment. Okay, three to, jobs. Yeah, I have to. I have to to make enough That's money. A lot. It is. It's. It is a lot. It's quite a lot to manage. Uh, but it's interesting. I was chatting to one of my managers today, and they were asking me if I wanted to go full time at the stadium. Mm. And I said, like, yeah, I would love to. I love being working at where I work. But then it might hinder all the other things mm. that I'm doing. So I also do public speaking training in schools and in colleges. I'm in Liverpool okay. for most of next week oh, uh, with an organisation called Loudspeaker. Like, it's insane. It's amazing. They like, motivate young people and, and get them to realise how... Not easy, but just how much we do public speaking all the time. Mm. It's not this, this crazy, scary thing that we have to do and stand up in front of a crowd. We mm. public speak all day long. And just trying to get people and young people to understand that. Because public speaking is the biggest fear for all people in this country. Like, mm. more than death. Like, it's mad. Like, we actually do this question within the session. And we go through this list of things that people are afraid of, like heights, spiders... I'm definitely afraid of that. Things like dark, <laughs> open water. Then we ask like deaf and like people are afraid, but not everyone. Mm. But then you ask public speaking, everyone will put their hand up. Yeah. It's like, you're more afraid to be doing the eulogy than be the one in the box that the eulogy is about. Mm. That is a madness. So like, I love that. I, I love doing. Uh, so I think my, in terms of, I want to be better at all of those things. I want to be able to try and make enough money to be comfortable while doing all of those things. Mm. Um, I, I love working at the stadium, so I'm going to become a steward as well, work match days. Like, okay. <laughs> I want to do it all. Yeah. I want to help with training in public speaking with the tour guides. I just, I just want to be better. Mm. So I, what's the third? You say you mentioned two... So it's the I'm a tour guide at Tottenham Hotspur yep. Stadium. Then I'm gonna be a steward. Okay, so that's that, two separate, two okay, separate jobs. Cool. Yeah, and that's gonna start hopefully at the end of this month, mm. um, and then the public speaking training as well. Okay. If one of them paid enough to not do the others, what would the one that you do be? You know, when people from either job I might even watch this and be like, <laughs> ah, cool, yeah, safe. Mm. Um, I've been working with young people for over 20 years. Mm. I kind of don't want to stop that. Yeah. But at the same time, I've been working with young people for over 20 years. <laughs> you know, there's, it's great to do something else. That's a very, very tough one. Um, what's hard is one, obviously I'm a Spurs fan. It's great to be in that stadium every day. Like I'm in awe. I get to speak to people from all over the world, literally all over the world, America, Canada, uh, South America, Mexico, Australia, New Zealand, Indonesia, South Korea, like everywhere from all over. And like, I am encouraged to bust joke with them. Mm. Like I am a clown. Like I am a clown. I said in the first one, I was a class clown in school. Mm. I'm a class. I'm a class clown even without a class. Like <laughs> I am. That just put me around people and help mm. them. Like to make them laugh. I'm winning. Mm. You know. But oh, that is a, such a tough question, fam. <laughs> I want to be full time in all of them, but it's mm. not possible. 
Maybe there's a job that um, is none of them, but has all of the elements of all of them. Could be. So if I was to somehow do public speaking all over the world. That had uh, kids there as well. That's what I'm saying. I mm. could work with young people, with mm. families. And yeah, probably. I, I've realised, I realised it last year. That is what I want to do. Mm. I want to be doing some sort of public speaking. I want to be on stage. I want to be in front of a camera. I want to use my voice. It's mad because uh, Big Zoo um, has got a tune. Mm. And when one of his tunes, there's a bar and he says, I always got in trouble at school because I got told that I was talking too much or too loud. Yeah. Now he makes peas with his voice. Mm. I'm paraphrasing. That wasn't an actual bar, you know what I'm saying? But that's what I feel like. I used to always get in trouble for talking. Mm. Always get in trouble for like being silly, not concentrating. Mm. Now I get paid for yeah. using my voice, for talking, for making people laugh, for mm. being that clown. <laughs> so... Yeah, if there was something to incorporate that, I would love to travel the world and be on stage and deliver speeches, mm. deliver presentations. I would love to be able to go into companies and like there's a lot of people that are in management or in leadership or like high up that they have to do public speaking, mm. but they hate it. Yeah. And because they hate it, they don't think they're good at it. So it's, they don't give their whole a hundred percent or everything that they've got to delivering that meeting or delivering that training those people I want to train so bad mm. because like something even though like naturally I am quite charismatic like I've always as far as I can remember I've always been like this outgoing mm. like I don't mind chatting to people um being a performer like that was always me for as long as I can remember but in terms of skills of public speaking it's skills Anyone can pick up and learn these skills, literally anyone. It's all about practice. It's all about understanding what works with the audience, even the psychology of a pause of your body language. So that like it's nuts, yeah? Mm -hmm. um, some people may argue this. Some I know some people that have gone uh, to uni and done masters have argued this. But primarily and quite simply, when you are communicating, the audience only takes in or what they take in, 7% of it is the words that you say. I think it's like 38% is how you say it, so the tone, the pitch, etc. And then 50, I think it's like 52% or 50-something percent to make up the, the rest of it, obviously, is your body language. I've heard that. It's insane. You know the mm. saying uh, that pictures say a thousand words, speak a thousand words, or uh, was it uh, something speaks louder than words, or actions speak louder than words yeah. like it genuinely does mm. you can tell and i because i know that training i look at it in people's communications you can tell when your girl's not happy with you mm. right or you can tell when she is happy with you or like the other way when like when you're a you <laughs> everyone knows that mum look in it mm. like that look we all know it they don't have to say not one word mm. but they you know that when you get home it's peak for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we all know it um so it's it's been able to understand those skills yeah. it's been able to take those and use it to your advantage to capture the audience's attention one thing that i love about public speaking or just communication in general we do it when we're having a conversation everyone does it mm. but we don't actually realize that we're doing it just take a pause 
when we're delivering a speech or someone's delivering a talk from the front because they want to get it over and done with as quickly as possible. Like, do a machine gun. <laughs> exactly. Over and done mm. with. And the human brain can't actually take in all of that information. You pause. You grab the audience's attention. Literally, I've done it a few times in like an, uh, an assembly with, like, with year 11 students and I've paused. You can hear the pin drop. And hear the silence around the room. That's when I know man's got them in my hand. I mm. know every one of them is listening to what I'm saying. It's amazing. Uh, so I would love to be able to share these skills with people that have to do public speaking, but they proper hate doing it. They're actually mm. afraid of it. Like to the point, like how I am afraid of spiders. But if there's a spider run on the table right now, <laughs> there's no composure. Mm. I'm knocking down everything that's <laughs> <laughs> or if I'm at a high height, man, I have I've had had I have had panic attacks when I've been high up, mm. bro. Damn shook of these things. Mm. People as that that same reaction going on stage and delivering a session or a, a speech, shaking, mouth dry, want it all over. I want to I want to give people that confidence to do that. Like that would be my dream job. I hear you. Dream. And I think you'd be really good at it as well. Thank um, you, bro. I've got uh, a bit of an experience with public speaking. So um, once uh, there was, there's this lady that um, she used to be like, I think she was like a year, uh, head of year mm-hmm. in my secondary school. And yeah, I, I was quite, uh, I had a pretty good relationship with her. She was pretty cool and she like helped me out a lot. Sweet. Um and once she, once she was doing like some speaking thing where she went to some other school to um, speak to them about something, I'm not exa- exactly sure what it was that she was doing there, but she asked me to come and as a like guest speaker. No way. Yeah, what I year was, were you in? Uh, by by this point, I had left school. Oh, okay. Like, this is just like uh, years later. And okay. She just, we got back in contact and she said, oh, she's got this thing. Would I be willing to come oh, and speak to them? Sick. And um, they were about the age of maybe 15 or something like that. So year and 10, year 11. Yeah, about, yeah. about them ages. And yeah, I was so nervous, man. Yeah. So I, I went, I thought, oh yeah, it's all good. Like I didn't think it would be a problem. <laughs> but when I got there and I was actually expected to speak here, yeah, now it was like, I'm looking around and mm-hmm. everyone's looking at me and I don't know who to look at. I end up just looking straight at the wall at the back <laughs> and I'm trying to just like say what I'm saying. But yeah, it just, I didn't do a good job. <laughs> <laughs> but then you... No offense, you didn't mm. get any training. No, no training at all. That's what I'm saying. So even that the eye contact, mm. there's ways of being able to do it. So you, uh, an easy way to do it is you've got to keep your eyes moving. So what you get some one trick is to go to the back of the room to like back left or back right, and you make a Z shape. Mm. Just make a Z shape, and you keep doing it. Just keep doing a Z shape. Even if you start on that corner, do a Z shape. You keep looking. So, so you never it, actually like lock eyes with anybody. You, you seldom lock eyes. You might do, mm. but the thing is, think about if you're in an audience and the and the presenter locks eyes on you, you're shook. <laughs> you're like, oh my God, they're about, they're reading my mind. They're about <laughs> to ask me to come on stage. Mm. You don't ever want to linger on one person for too long. Mm. So, you, but you want to keep that eye contact. You want to keep on making it. And one thing that uh, I remember one training we got told to is if anyone's smiling at you, if anyone's giving you that that body language that they're really listening, mm. keep going back to them. Mm. Keep that, that, oh, there you are. Oh, amazing. And then you feel good about yourself. Like, yeah. okay, they're listening. I, I'm, I'm resonating with them. I'm going to keep going. And then you move to somebody else. Just keep looking for 
happy faces in the crowd. Mm. Um, yeah, man, uh, that's... It's definitely a skill, man. It it's, is a skill. It's not easy. <laughs> and I don't think it's like something that... Oh, well, some people probably will just naturally be good at it, but yeah. it's definitely not something that I was naturally... That I'm naturally good at. It's something that I would have to really try and implement a lot of the things you've said to yeah. try and get through it. And, I've, yeah. and I've, But that's the thing, though. Once you get that training... So I'm someone who really loves training, uh, not physical training, like actual like group training yeah. and stuff. I love it. I am that that guy, f- front row, pen, paper, pad out, listening. Mm-hmm. I'm giving them all the smiles, laughing at all the jokes, all of that. I am that guy. Excuse me. However, <laughs> if there's someone on stage and I can tell they haven't got the training, mm-hmm. they haven't got the love for the passion for doing what they're to deliver what they're delivering or that they want it over and done with, I'll switch off. Yeah. Even as someone who really, really likes training. Mm. So that's why I'm really passionate. Like I want, so if you're, if you're delivering a training session, like you are, there's these people that are there that are taking your every word that are, that are looking for your example. Mm. Like that's the probably, you're probably the first experience of that company or that, that industry, that's why you are doing the training or that person is delivering the training. You've got to give your all. Mm. So I feel like every single person who delivers training in that way that has to because of their job title, they need to go out and get some public speaking training. So if that's you, hollow me. (laughs) Do you do uh, private training? Like can someone hire you privately to just teach them one-on-one? I'll be real. I feel like I could do it. Mm. But again, that voice in the back of my head nah you can't do that who's gonna listen to you you're not good enough you're not you've never i'm sure you'd be good at it because you're you're doing it to in like um uh big like you've experienced training like just in general like with the uh, young people you work with and stuff like that so i'm sure it wouldn't it'd probably be easier to get your point across to one-on-one so that's the goal that's the aim it's just again it's still that same in the back of my Mm. head i can listen to you tell me i can do it all day long Mm. but if i don't believe in it it's never gonna get done you know Mm. what i mean i need to condition my brain be like no you can do this so i think once i watch this back and Mm. listen to how i've explained it then that will give me the confidence to be like just do it Mm the goal for this year just to go and do it i think that that could be like quite lucrative as well because every like loads of different departments industries need to know how to public speak yeah like i've even bought a book about it to like learn how to do it and but i just found it so hard to learn it from, from a book, a book. Yeah. because it's like they're telling you about breathing techniques <laughs> and stuff like that and it's just like I don't even, it's just, it's a book, isn't it? So it's hard to really understand. It's, if somebody's talking to you, it's probably yeah. a lot easier. And the, uh, getting up and mm. explaining and doing activities, mm. that's, I think that's the most effective way. I've got books uh, as we, uh, about it as well, but I was already on my journey. Yeah. I already knew a few things. I already did it on a day-to-day basis. And then I got the books and read the books. I, man, I would love to. I would, I would love it. If someone was to ever holler at me and be like, uh, can you sit me down even over like Zoom or whatever for a certain amount of time and help me with this? Oh man, I'll be so gassed. Mm. I'll be so gassed. Like, I think I might even cry out of happiness. That's mm. one little tear. Just be like, <laughs> I made it, man. I made it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Touch wood, this is the year. Yeah, for real. Touch wood, this is for the real. year, bro. Should be a good year, man. Oh, I'm, I'm sure it will be. Touch wood. <laughs> 
Okay, so I've got a few questions for you Sweet. that um, I wrote down to um, ask you. I wanted to hear your perspective on. Let's do this. <laughs> yeah, because last time you said we'd run out of some time. Yeah, no, nah, but it was all good. I, as, as I said, I really enjoyed the conversation yeah. we had. So sometimes those ones are the best conversations where it just flows naturally, like no need for, no uh, need for lines or anything. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, nah, I've got I've got a few questions that um I'll, you can go as deep as you want with it. Like cool. um, so the first one was the one that I spoke about before, the negative motivation, and okay, basically uh, what I got from what you said is you don't know if it's necessarily beneficial for you to get that type of uh, motivation. It's not, yeah. it doesn't really motivate it's you. It's the key to the balance. Mm. But I know for myself, I'm not, I haven't got much of a balance, mm. but I know you need a balance of that positive, uh, in just positivity, you yeah. know, even to yourself. Like, mm. yes, you can do it. But if that gets too much, I'm afraid that I might get a, ego and big head and be arrogant about it. Mm. So that some, you might need to be humble and be like, okay, you're still, need to improve on this mm. you know just constructive yeah i think it needs to be a balance for real did you see the world cup um that guy salt bay on on the world cup so okay so <laughs> i saw the reaction afterwards that everyone's yeah. now gonna ban him from bare finals but i didn't actually see what he did when i see the man i'd be like rod he's mad famous yeah he just everywhere so yeah. i kind of yeah I, so you know what he does uh, the salt bay. yeah <laughs> yeah so he um he puts like the salt down like um on his on his steak and he just went viral from all of uh, yeah, yeah, those yeah. memes and whatever it was yeah and um yeah he apparently got an invite to the world cup and then he just started doing too much so, so he was like taking the pictures. world cup from people yeah, and okay. trying to take pictures and yeah he was just doing too much i just wanted to hear your opinion on it, it so, but he, did you see it like yeah the i, stuff watched, he done? I, I mm. watched the well i didn't see what he did i watched the world cup mm. I, it's mad because i I was slightly against the World Cup being at this time of year. Why? It's habit. Mm. All my life has always been in the summer after school or like, I think when it was in Japan, it was at the end of school. Mm. So we even got to watch it in school and whatever. Like it just, it it, it was weird it being cold over here when Mm. the uh, World Cup was on. So uh, for me, it's just habit the way that it was. So I wasn't fully on it. I was just like, nah, this is strange. Mm. But it turned out to be a sick World <laughs> Cup. There, there's bare drama and like bare African teams did amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, man, it was a good, and the, the finals was a serious final, mm. serious final. Uh, but no, I didn't actually see what sort, but I saw some pictures of him next to Messi mm. and he was holding <laughs> the World Cup. And then the, 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 backlash afterwards mm. so he's not allowed to go to what the u.s open or something like that or some other <laughs> yeah some i didn't even see the backlash yeah. I, I just saw the, no, the stuff he was banned. doing he got mm. banned from bare things he's not allowed to go to no finals no more <laughs> like no one's gonna invite him mm. to do nothing and the one in america like, i think there's just like nah mm. even four years nah he ain't coming it's a bit peak for him still. <laughs> yeah but now the World Cup was the it was a good World Cup, um, and it, it felt like it felt like it finished quite quickly. And now the Prem is back on. Mm. I'm a, obviously I'm a big football fan. <laughs> obviously, I know you, we said off camera you're not much of a football. Yeah, man, I don't know too much about it, but uh, I do watch the World Cup when it comes on. That's good. Yeah, mm. yeah. People are gonna comment on this right now. Spurs are doing so terrible. Mm. It's it's hard. Like a man has to really pick up myself when we're doing this bad 
and then be like an attraction in the stadium when people mm. come. You can't just be miserable and just cussing off the whole team. Yeah. <laughs> I should be. Ah, uh, it's long. It's long. It's long. But um, yeah, nah, I'm a World Cup was sick. Uh, Salt Bay. There's always going to be someone, right? Because mm. it wasn't that 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 British comedian that was. He did the FIFA thing. So it was at a FIFA press, press conference. I can't remember his name. He was mad funny. Just pranked bare people. And he did this, uh, yeah, it was <laughs> the high, the higher people at FIFA were doing a press conference. And he walked in like he was about to ask a question and they just threw bare cash in the air. Security tackled him like it was nuts. Then I think he kind of got onto a pitch at another tournament. I think it might have been a Champions League finals and he got onto the pitch at the end and was taking pictures. With, so there's always something happening. There's yeah. always some naked person running on the pitch or someone that wants to protest and stick themselves on the goalpost or some, <laughs> um, some madness, you know mm. what I'm saying? Yeah. Or like throw like a firework on the pitch. Mm. Some mad, there's always some sort of madness. Salt Bay won't, is not the first. He won't <laughs> be the last. You can yeah. ban him. I guarantee there'll be someone that probably probably some of one of those guys from like Sidemen or or Beta mm. Squad will probably end up doing the same sort of thing. I can see Nico's face <laughs> doing the same thing that he was doing. So yeah, it's just football, hey. isn't it? What do you think about Salt Bay in general? Do you know much about him? Does he cook? Does he actually cook? I think he cooks. I think he's a, a sh I know he's a restaurant owner. I don't yeah. know if he actually cooks, but I think he does. Okay, so all I've really seen of him is like just mad pieces of meat and then done the, it was funny for a bit. Mm. And then literally anything that anyone was doing good was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> on that. yeah, so yeah. I don't really care for the man. <laughs> mm. He has one of the most expensive restaurants as well. Like he's like, you can go there and spend like 30 grand on like a meal. Why? It's just really, really expensive. But why would you spend that much money on... on you can get five pound... You can <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. mean, it still goes... <laughs> that, I don't get. I but don't man, get it. I think it's like a status symbol or something. Like, you're going to that restaurant, so everyone knows you've spent loads of money if you've gone there. Nah, see, I don't... Maybe it's because I grew up in a working class, like, background. Mm. That stuff is ludicrous to me. You're just going to eat it and you're just going to shit. Like, <laughs> why am I spending 30 grand? Mm. That's insane. That's insane. Yeah, nah, I don't understand. That's a lot. That's a lot. But I want to know, what do those people who make that money, who can actually spend that on a meal and go into a restaurant, mm. what did they do? Like, what's their profession? Maybe it's like footballers. Maybe it's like football managers or something. Fair. Okay, yeah, they do make... 30 grand a week some yeah. of these man so. so it's nothing to just spend it on a meal but it can but like, what does everyone else do? what does what do they do because I just want to know in it because I I think <laughs> I think there's there's like a level of of wealth yeah that is just kind of uncomprehendable to most people it's like it they make there's people who make like 80 grand for just going somewhere like they'll just <sighs> pop to some event and they've just made 80 grand and they might they might be there for an hour or two. That's and they made like 80 grand. I get gas making a hundred pound yeah. <laughs> from something like that. That's so mad. Like I really want to kind of tap into mm. what is it that you do to get this type of money? Yeah. There's so many people out here that are just hella struggling, but they're working really, really hard. You know that sentiment that we have, like the harder you work, the more that you will gain. Mm. It's not actually always that true yeah 
cleaners work really, really hard. Yeah. But they're the, almost at the bottom of the totem pole when it comes to finances. But like, their hours are insane. The mm. work they do, builders. Actually, to be fair, depending on how far you go up in the building trade, like, you can make some peace. But still, like, I don't get it. I yeah. want it, kind <laughs> of. Sort of. I don't know if I do. It is a lot. It's uh, it is it's so much like that. And speaking of like very wealthy people, did you hear what happened with Elon Musk recently? Um, I tend not to listen to stuff that I know he owns Twitter and he's yeah. just like on some mad thing with Twitter at the moment, right? Yeah, so he owns Twitter, but he's saying that he's gonna give it to someone else. Um, oh. because they like there was like this really big poll that was done where they're asking him to basically resign from the oh, head really? of Twitter, so he said he'll. He'll give it to whoever wants it, basically. As long as that they're capable of doing a job, he'll give it to them. Are you serious? So it's going to have to be someone else who's on that type of level to own that business. I think there was a... Like, didn't he tweet that he was going to give it to Mr. Beast? Like, my son watches Mr. Beast. Mr. Beast is really rich as well. He's got stupid I think money. he's a billionaire. Whoa. Yeah. That, and he started off on YouTube, innit? Yeah, I think he's only 24 as well. He might be 25 now, but... Yeah, he's he's got so much money. It's, I've watched the giveaways that he mm. does, or like the crazy stuff that they they will do with like fireworks or that the most expensive meal. Like mm. my son watches it and just shows me like different things. I'm like, this is insane. But I think there was some sort of tweet saying that like, he said to Elon Musk, like, let me have Twitter. Yeah, and you know, was just like kind of like cool sort of thing. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I'm a bit strange, so I don't follow like these celebrities and stuff bare things that happen in the world people be like oh did you hear about this nope <laughs> i have no idea like i don't watch the news mm. i seldom will pick up a newspaper if i do i'll go straight to the back page go to the sports page mm. i like instagram i just kind of use it for funny things yeah or just bits of historical information maybe or catching up with friends you know what i mean like mm. i'm really i'm not too sure what's going on in the world at the moment yeah i have no idea i'm not too up to date with it either it's just um like every time i open google or something yeah, there'll yeah. be like um highlights or whatever's trending will just sure. pop up sure, so sure. sometimes it's something that will get my attention so i might mm. read the article but yeah i'm not too in a loop there'll be loads of things that have happened recently that i have no idea about but one of the things I did notice recently is Elon Musk lost about 200 billion Whoa. from his net worth. How? So he's not the richest man in the world anymore. He was. But how, how? He didn't do a Kanye, did he? So, <laughs> it, I, I don't, yeah, I don't think he'd done a Kanye. <laughs> but but um, for some reason, his Tesla stocks just plummeted. So, and they, he lost 200 uh, billion, I think it's US dollars. Um, Jesus. Yeah, so he's... I don't know. I think he's like 30th richest person in the world now. He went from being the first and... Oh, wow. Yeah, so he's still he's still a really wealthy person. He's yeah. still worth, like I think, 119 billion or something like that. Serious. So... so is it Jeff Bezos? That's the richest No, now? no, it's... Um, <laughs> maybe his maybe. name is Bernard Arnold. He's the co-founder and chair and CEO of LVMH. What's that? That's basically like a umbrella company that owns like most of the leading brands. So he owns stuff like, um, I think it's, he owns Cavoisier, Hennessy, he owns oh. um, uh, like Louis Vuitton. Um, oh, really? Yeah, loads of, let me see what he actually owns. He owns... Uh, so I know that's just actually a crazy stat that 
a lot of the food brands are owned by like three different companies or something like that. Yeah. Something crazy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That that's so it's one of those companies of, that basically just owns everything. Got you. So yeah, he he owns Moet, Hennessy, Louis oh. Vuitton, uh, and loads of other companies. It's just basically like a giant co- uh, umbrella company that owns loads of different yeah, companies. Yeah, I think and he even not owns small that. companies yeah. now, but there's some big time. Yeah, giant. So he's the richest man in the world now. Jeez. But uh, yeah, man, these people. So when we're talking about like immense wealth, like that's. Um, mm. It's them type of guys, isn't it, that that would be able to go to Salt Bay's restaurant like it's nothing. They'll just go there and just spend like 30 grand. To them, 30 grand is nothing. They probably make like a million a day or something like that. <laughs> that is so insane. The disparity. Mm. I think that's the right word I'm using in the right context. But the how vast. That's. It's weird because I go into rich areas or wealthy areas and I feel like I don't belong. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? I feel like I'm not meant to be here or everyone's watching me and know that I'm not meant to be here sort of thing. It's mad because I am um, I really like The Wire, the, the television program. Yeah. I know it's quite old, but I watch it like mm. over and over again. And there's a scene in The Wire where... One of the like one of the main characters, like he's the, a family member of like a top gangster sort of thing. He goes into a restaurant after making some money on on the side, um, takes his girl to the restaurant, and he just sits there and be like, "Do you think they know?" And she's like, "Know what? Do you, th- do you think they know that I'm on road, basically, mm. like what I'm about, like that I'm I shot, that I've got I, I've got guns, I've this that and the other." And I've, not that I live that life on that side, but I, anytime I go into somewhere that's quite wealthy or quite affluent, I genuinely think, I wonder if, do they know? Can mm. they see it on me? Can they smell it on me sort of thing? You know what I mean? It's so, it's really strange. It's such a weird thing. It's like what we were talking about before in like communism and capitalism. It's like, why there's such this big separation why there's so much difference? Mm. Why are there people that genuinely have that crazy amount of money, and then there are people in on this in the same country, in the same city, that would never even see that much wealth in mm. their whole entire life? It's such a crazy thing. Um, a part of me wants it, mm. part of me <clears throat> really don't. What do you think the negative sides of having it would be? <clears throat> You, I think you think to yourself that it won't change you. I'm sure it will. I'm sure if I was to have that type of money, like it will change me. Like I wouldn't feel, I don't know. It's almost, you know, when like artists, they make it out of the hood for want of a better term, mm. like they, they don't go back or if they do, they have to like very protected. Yeah. Because there's people out there that could potentially rob them or exploit them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I remember actually, uh, I grew up in an area not too far away from where Bizzle was from. Um, in He was from Walthamstow. Mm. I remember when he first get, started getting big, when he made um, Forward Ridden, well, b- before it was called Pow, and it started getting actual play, started getting money, and he did a MTV Cribs, which was insane because it was like in the hood doing mm. MTV Cribs. New Year's Eve, I rem- I'll never forget it. The house got robbed, mm. and it was by a man that... The whole hood knew. The whole hood knew who it was. He mm. knew who it was, he said, in a track. Like and that and he I don't think he ever lived in Wolfhamstow ever again. Mm. 
I mean, I respect what Bizzle's done. I really do. But then I think to myself, would I, what, do I want that? I want to be able to just walk, rock up into Tesco. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I want to just be able to rock up into Morley's or favorite chicken. Or But how much would someone have to pay you for you to never have to, never want to do that again? Like the cost of you not doing that again. So you obviously enjoy doing those things, but there must be a price that if you have this amount, you don't mind that you don't get to do that anymore. Because Lethal B, he's... He's, life. Yeah, he's great. Nice. He's like, cool. He doesn't need to go to a. He doesn't need to come back to the ends like yeah. that again. He, he doesn't. probably doesn't care about going in Tesco anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's the thing. But obviously, that that's a more of a celebrity, not just someone who's rich. Mm. I guarantee that some of the richest people we probably have no idea properly what they look like. Yeah, you will see them in Tesco. Exactly. Randomly. You might see them in Tesco, but you won't. You won't stop them. It's more that celebrity status mm. of like, oh, that like I've seen celebrities and people legit. Don't know. I don't know what to do, where to look. Now, when you see someone like on a trailer, that like, do I do I say something? Do I? Or they've always getting bugged with pictures and mm. asking for autographs and stuff like that. I'm not saying I, I'm ever gonna become that type of celebrity. I'm not, but I just I the question that you're asking, what would it take? How mm. much would you? I feel like I would always want to though. Mm. I would want to just go and just do normal, everyday working class stuff, mm. even if I'm not an everyday working class person, you know, just because that's what I come from. That's what I'm used to. Habit, Mm. routine. And plus, I don't even know what, where do rich people go? Like just for a a quick snack. I think they just live in gated communities where (laughs) only rich people live. And if you wanted to go to the shop, you will go to one that's in the gated community where it's like, you don't have to ever be around somebody who's going to, hurt you for no reason just because you're wealthy or try and rob you or try and kidnap your kids or whatever it is that's what i'm saying all of that you see like footballers and celebrities blocking out their kids faces when like when they post on social media because all you hear about the um, uh, celebrity parents putting tracker trips in their children for Mm. kidnapping that's insane man you know what i mean love of money man the love Mm. of money uh i don't know have you ever heard of someone called John Paul Getty? That sounds familiar. Um, Very familiar. A lot of people mistake him for the brand John Paul Gaultier, isn't it? So oh, okay. maybe that might be what you're thinking maybe, of. Maybe, potentially. But um, <laughs> there's a guy called John Paul Getty, and there's a movie about him called All the Money in the World. And he's basically some super wealthy guy. Mm. I'm not sure if he's still alive or if if he passed a long time ago, because I don't really know the ty- what time period this actually happened okay. in. But um, the movie basically is about when his grandson got kidnapped and it's, a, it's based on a true story. Wow. And he refused to give anyone any money Swear. because he said if he does, they'll kidnap all his grandchildren. He, yeah. has, he has a handful of grandchildren and he does, like, if he pays for one of them, then for all of them. Yeah, they're all going to start like, going missing and getting kidnapped and all that. That's so mad. that's probably one of the costs of being that wealthy. It's like yeah. you have to be strategic with what you do. Like yeah. it's, it's like um, when America says they don't negotiate with terrorists. I was just about mm. to say that as well. Yeah. That's a crazy thought. And I feel, I feel like to be that wealthy, there's probably a, a, a level of emotion that you have to kind of switch off mm. and real. not have and or things that you, you can't take personal or, or the way that you might speak to somebody I've been around wealthy people. You can tell that 
they are used to either not getting their own way, but they're used to having their way or they're used to things happening quickly. Mm. Like I'm saying they're, things happening snappy and fast. And if they don't get it in a certain time, it's like, well, you do, do you know, there's mm. just an, there's an expectation when you have money. I feel anyway, when I've been around people with a lot more money than I have, mm. I, I really don't know. I want more money. Don't get it twisted. I do. I want more. I don't want to be looking at my bank account and seeing like I'm in my overdraft. I mm. don't want to be saying to my son, sorry, I can't, I can't do this. I don't want to be like knowing I need petrol. I know to go to the mechanic. I like, I don't like that stuff. I do want more money, mm. but to be like actual rich. I was thinking about that concept this morning, like obviously my name is Rich. So a lot of people mm. as a joke be like, oh, are you rich? And my response is always, I'm rich in a lot of things. I was looking at a interview with that Bob Marley, very famous interview Bob Marley has and the, the, the presenter or the person who's interviewing him asks him, are you rich? Mm. He goes, what do you mean? Have you got lots of possessions? What, a lot of possessions make me rich? And he was like, no, I'm, I'm rich with life and like life everlasting. I live forever. And I mean, mm. with his music, he's immortalized. He will live forever. Yeah. You know, and I, it's that. It's that kind of, the word rich actually just means an abundance of, mm. it's, as, an, as an adjective anyway. I am rich in something uh, or a drink is rich in vitamin C or, mm. you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. the word probably, it just means having an abundance. And it just, it's about the value of that abundance that you have. I don't know if I want to be rich mm. money. I want to be rich in so ma so many other things and experience mm. in in joy in love. I want to be rich in knowledge, you know, in experiences around the world with different people and be rich with the understanding of cultures. Like that's that's what for me, but I get it and <laughs> I know we touched on this last time. We need money mm. to just do stuff. Yeah. And it frustrates me sometimes because I'm not good with it because I don't really want it. <laughs> I don't really want it. Mm. It's just, yeah. Life, man. Life. That's what I want. I don't want to worry about if I do make money, how many people are going to start asking me for money. If I do make money, what things do I have to make sure that I am keep secure or keep safe because someone wants to rob my money? Like if I do make money, that's, I don't know. It's a very it's a very weird concept. It's a complicated concept. It is. I think um, the best way to operate with money is to never actually have the money to always have like my income but just keep on reinvesting it into other things. So even if somebody was to rob, they can't take nothing from you because you actually don't have anything, but you always have access to whatever you want. You invest. Somewhat, but not, um, not very, uh, I don't know, not very religiously or anything. I just, um, so I've got like some crypto and I've, oh, okay. um, and like I've invested in like my career and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, but um, and I, and I, some would say that this show is an investment because yeah, it costs money to put it all together. And, yeah. Um. But yeah, I'm not. I'm not doing like stocks and shares and okay. stuff like that. Yeah, and that's that's something I don't. 
I don't understand it mm. that well, but I'm, I've realised that people that do have money, they, they do invest and they encourage people to invest in stocks and shares and mm. crypto is an interesting one, right? Mm. I don't really, I'm not really an advocate for it. Oh, Even really? though I have it, I still think it's a bit of a scam. Oh, swear down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fair play. Yeah, and I know some people are, are like proper on crypto, the mm. Bitcoin. Again, I, it... Yeah, it looks like a scam to me, mm. but I don't understand it. Yeah. So I'm just, yeah, I don't touch it. Yeah, I just have it for the like slim possibility that it becomes a thing. Mm. But from what I can see, it, it's not a thing currently. And I don't know if it ever will be a thing. Obviously, yeah. people have put money into it. Yeah, so yeah. on some level, that makes it a thing. But you can't just spend it the way you can spend other things. It's not like you can just go to the shop and buy your bread and milk yeah, with yeah, crypto. It's a matter like you have to mm. go to bear different accounts or bear different apps and yeah, it's transfer like, it into actual money that is in yeah. your account. And there's a transaction um, fee. It's like you tran- uh, putting it into your account. It's going to, like depending on how much you have, yeah, like yeah. if you put it in, you're going to have to pay a certain amount. So yeah, it's, yeah, it's a lot. And um it's complicated as well. Some places they won't even let you have it. So I think, I don't know if uh, it's been lifted because I have no intention of t- uh, withdrawing it anyway, but mm-hmm. anyway, anytime soon anyway, because as I say, I'm just keeping it un- just in, for case. The, in case. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But um, I know there was a, uh, a hold on in the UK where it's like you couldn't take it out unless you had 10K. Oh, Like swear. worth in it. Like, yeah. If you, um, so anything yeah. below 10K, you just had to, it was stuck. Like they wouldn't Not let you void. withdraw it. So little things like that um, make it where it's like, it makes me think it feels like a bit of a scam. Do you think we will get to that space in like in the world where it's completely cashless? Like it's all just I hope and zeros. Not. I hope not. I hope we never get to that point because I like the uh, freedom that something physical gives you. Like the, yeah. the um, ability to go and buy your bread and milk or whatever it is with something in your hands. Yeah, I think that that is something that a lot of people take for granted. But if everything was digital and then one day the banks crashed or something, the then you can't even feed your kids. It's That's like it just becomes like. But even if crazy. that does happen, the mm. the plastic money itself, or paper money, or whatever, that's still not. It's still not actual. Like, it's but you can give it to somebody. And they they agree it's worth something. It's like, or say you got gold or whatever it is, yeah. yeah, yeah you've yeah. got something in your hands that you can give to somebody. Swap, yeah. Exchange. That's worth money, but Trade. it's recognized. It's it's recognized across the board. So yeah, yeah. you might have, um, I don't know, like you might have Pokemon cards or something, yeah. <laughs> and if somebody doesn't know anything about Pokemon cards or even recognize it, then you can't really. It's not worth anything, and it's only worth something to collectors of Pokemon cards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But. Something like gold is like just everyone knows that that's like wherever you go in the world they'll accept gold, gold. and um, and cash is somewhat like that, but it's not as solid as gold. But no, well, especially not. Mm. Is, uh, I got shown this years ago actually that on the top of a uh, a bill or on a note it actually says I promise to pay the bearer the amount of ten mm. pound twenty pound. So, so I got the understanding that it's, it's not actually real. Mm. It's just a, like a glorified iou yeah <laughs> in a sense you know yeah. but even like when i've thought about the money that comes into your account when you get paid it's just numbers in it it's just numbers <laughs> literally like if your phone's broke bro- if your phone screen's cracked mm. and you can't see the numbers the money's still in there but you, you can't see, you, you get what i'm saying mm. literally it's just 
digits that get put in and then come out and yeah. then put in and then come out. It always makes me feel as things are a full gazi, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's a lot to it. But um, it's it's really just a, a man-made concept, isn't it? Yeah. And we're all agreeing to play the game, but at some point we may like not all agree to play this game anymore. We may agree that it's not it's all worthless, and then we have to look at other things. That's it. Which would like I hope would be like I don't know precious metals or something like that. Because Bring back the bartering system. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, that, I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm playing. <laughs> I don't think that's a good idea. Not for this generation. Anyway. It's okay. Yeah, it's not. It's not terrible. It, it is like uh, there is a um, I don't know, like a basic um, level of like it, it does have value. It does have like the idea of trading something for something else. Mm. But what if they don't want what you have? It, it? it just gets a little bit complicated. So that's why there has to be like a medium, something in yeah. between like gold or whatever. Something that's actually got some worth or value yeah. to it, to somebody. It's a universally. Mm. So yeah, I get it. I get it. Just don't like money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I was speaking to one of my friends. Uh, he's an engineer. He's an African guy. And he, I asked, he's, he's going to have a child soon. Okay. Um, and I asked him, does he want a boy or a girl? And he said, if he's in this country, he would have a, he would like to have a boy and he wouldn't like to have a girl in this country. But if he was back home in Africa, he would like to have a girl more than he would like to have a boy. What do you think about that? That's very interesting. I can tell you his reasoning behind it. But maybe you already have an idea why he would. Yeah, I do have an idea. I, mm. I don't want to generalize. That's mm. one thing I'm thinking about. It's all well and good me generalizing when I'm at home and not on the internet. But <laughs> I don't want to generalize. Be like, oh yeah, Nigerians are like this. I, I don't know enough Nigerians to be mm. like, oh yeah, they're all like this or they're all like that. That's very interesting. I'd rather have a for it. Is is it because like for like control sort of thing or like the way you discipline your 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 ch not discipline but kind of keep your child in check? Is it easier for it to be a boy in this country than a girl in this country? Maybe maybe it's something along them lines. But when I asked him, because at at first I didn't understand, I didn't. I was like, why? What why? difference does it make? Um, but apparently, to according to him, the girls in Africa, like the daughters, are very. Like, I don't know, they're very valued in the family because they really help the family. Like, they're, they're, they help the mum, they help, like, everything in the household. They're yeah. really helpful, in it? And they're, they're, like, really, like, you're really happy if you have a daughter in, in his culture. Right. Because right. that's somebody else that's going to really help you. As opposed to you have a son, he's going to go out and, and do, do whatever he's got to do by himself sort of thing, go and, like, conquer whatever. And <laughs> whereas the the girl will be in the house and will help you and yeah. until she's of age to get married. But over here, it's it's the opposite, apparently, to, according to him, that over here it would be your your boys will be able to go out and make money and do whatever and be and, like, help the family. But girls over here, in his experience, yeah, they're kind of just doing their own thing. They eventually just get with some other guy and they join another family and don't really help the, the family as much. What do you think about that? I hope he doesn't mean it in just like a domestic sense, like the cooking and the cleaning. And the I think he might, but 
He yeah. didn't say it in a like derogatory way. He said yeah. it in a like, like way, like no, I'm a not family that, way, I'm culture. Not saying sort that, of way. that stuff is not important. Mm. It is. It's incredibly important. And I had to. It took me a long time to get better at being domestic, mm. domesticated, d- mm. doing that normal stuff. You know. Yeah. So I've met. Uh, well, my dad is my dad's side of the family is from Sierra Leone, so mm. from West Africa. One thing that my mum always said that she noticed about uh, about my dad, and one thing that I know that I've noticed about boys, so that my friends, my guy friends from West Africa, primarily West African backgrounds, mm. is a lot of them are incredibly spoiled, and that is also coming from someone who's quite I'm pretty I'm quite spoiled by the women How in their so? families. So it is a sense of, from <laughs> for my dad anyway, so, I, you know, I mean, let me talk about my, my, my experience and my pops. Like, if, when he was back in Sierra Leone, he would probably not be expected to cook that much. It would be a woman that mm. would cook, um, a sister, a mum, an auntie, yeah. grand, grandmother. They would probably be the ones that would, would do the cooking and have the house sorted and running and, then the men will go and do whatever the men will be doing if that's sports or the bar or that kind of, you know what I'm saying? And incredibly spoiled in that way of not having to take those responsibilities, mm. not having to be responsible domestically. Yes, I think in this country is a lot different. One thing I feel like I have noticed. Hmm. One thing that I feel like I have noticed uh, in this country with like the raising of boys and girls, single mums mm. with boys teach their boys how not to need a woman or not how to not need anybody else. Mm. Now, this could be from many different households, many different households. As I said, I haven't met every household. So again, I don't want to generalise. I'm just going from experience that I have seen, especially working with kids and young people. Single parent or single parent families, that's usually the single mum with daughters in the house. I have noticed that they tend to, or what I've seen, they, they tend to, so their daughters don't grow up thinking that they have to do this for a man. Mm. They don't necessarily know it as well, like in terms of making it, cooking a meal or how to clean the kitchen after you use it, like using a hoover, all of that kind of kind of stuff. I'm not going to lie, I'm not necessarily the best in it, but I was working with a group of young people where we were away on a residential and they were expected to cook. And they were obviously in different, there was a, a boys like section, there was a girls section as well. <laughs> the boys that we had in our group, and these, they were from, where were they from? Lambeth, from Lambeth. <laughs> Some of the boys, they were able to make like this pang meal, <laughs> pang meal. And I'm, I'm saying, like, I think they had like minced meat and they just made like this, they, they, just, they was just mad creative with the meal that they made. Mm. And I was like, how do you man know how to cook like this? They were like, oh, mum taught us at home. Mm. And the flip side, girl group, girl group. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> They, one of the girl, the girl groups fully was so inexperienced with mm. cooking and making 
like just being domestic, that they asked one of the boys to fry an egg for them. Mm. Like, and I thought to myself, you don't know how to fry an egg mm. or even like, it was like make noodles or make pasta. Mm. Like things that I thought to myself were mad basic stuff. The standards, the, the standards. basics. standards. Mm. Like when you have nothing else in your mm. fridge, if you've got some pot noodles or if you've got some pasta, like you can make some, you've got some eggs, mm. you can throw something up, you can mm. make something. They had no idea. Like, and I'm, I'm, listen, the thing is, I'm not saying like, oh, it, there's a there's a, a a single parent family, it's a bad thing, or having two parents at home is the best thing. That's not my thing. You, that The last time we spoke, I spoke about the way that my family works and runs. But one thing that I have noticed, and even some of my friends at this age that have been, some of them raised by both parents, but mainly raised by their mums, mm. it was a thing of, I'm going to teach you all of this stuff so you don't need anyone in the future. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? And I've, it was almost like that this day, generation and this day and age, it's almost like because we've made it such a negative thing for women, for women and girls to do that, ah, to stay in the kitchen. Like we've made so many derogatory jokes about it. We've made it so like that make, like it looks like so unfun or it's like, it's like their servant that they are not on it. Where really and truly, you really do need to know how to do that stuff. Mm. You really do know how to be able to clean up your room or clean the kitchen. And like, it's so important. Mm. And I, I, it's, it's, it's an interesting thing that I, I just made this distinction between the two when I watched the two groups. And I don't know if your friend means it in that way, that there is more, more focus in that in the household. So African, West African families that I have known, like it's always been the daughter that was when they got home from school, mm. they would have to help out in the kitchen. They would have to help out cleaning. And I'll be real with the, the boys. And if I was friends with them and the, like the brothers, mm. we'd be playing FIFA. <laughs> we'd be outside kicking ball. Mm. We'd be fooling around when like their sister would be in the kitchen. Mm. Maybe I didn't explain it properly because um, the way when he said it, it didn't sound bad when the way he said it. But when the, where I kind of made sense of it here is, I've asked a lot of different guys here, not um, necessarily from Africa, from all different places. Mm -mm. Would they rather have a boy or a girl in this country? And most of them say they don't want a girl. And I think the reason why they don't want a girl is because maybe it's like a lot more scary to have a girl. Mm. The idea that you've got, like you've got to protect them. The idea that they might just come home pregnant or something like that. All of them sort of fears. Yeah. Mm. I think those, like that's, there's some sort of reason why men don't, well men typically the guys that I've spoken to anyway, would rather have a son. A son. If they have a daughter, then awesome. They'll, they'll obviously love their daughter. They're not yeah, going to like disown their child or anything, but <laughs> if they're choosing, They'd rather have a boy because just all of the possible, just all of the things that you think of when you think of having a daughter, you think, oh, she's going to randomly like, she's going to be like 15 or something. And some like 17 year old boy is going to be trying to like date her or something. It's going to be like some, do you know what I mean? It's just yeah. going to, there's something like that just makes you feel uncomfortable about it. Whereas when you think of having a boy, it's like, whatever, even if he has a girlfriend, who cares? Like, it's just, you're not that worried about it. I think it's the way that we raise each one, right? Mm. And I get it. I, I have a son. Mm. And I have always said, if I have, a, if I had a daughter, 
like I'll be on edge. <laughs> yeah. I'm on edge now, even with my son, like in terms of like his safety. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I always constantly in the back of my head, just praying and be like, please keep my son safe. Mm. Like, please, you know what I'm saying? From anything. But having a, I think sometimes, and this is again, talking from a perspective of, I don't have a daughter, but I, I, I do have a child, but I think it's like for dads, <laughs> we know what us guys can be like sometimes, mm. especially in this country, mm. especially in the Western world, maybe all over the world. But I think a lot of those fears, they don't apply in other parts of the world. Like people are not as worried about their daughter getting up to madness because it's just not that culture over there. Maybe. It's like their daughter's probably only going to get married to somebody. That's like the only, she's not going to be out on the streets doing her madness. Whereas so, over here, you can have got too much freedom. Is that I the think thing? That's what it boils down to. I think that's like, that's why I think that's what he meant. So he, like, I think but, he meant that over there, he wouldn't be worried about his daughter. He would just be happy to have her. She'll be helping. She'll be awesome. And then at some point he will probably vet somebody to, that would like be a potential. Then why, uh, why would he not partner. do that for his son? Isn't it, wouldn't it be the same sort of thing? He probably would do it for his son as well, but it's just, if you're in a if you're in a society where 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 young girls are they're more like family family people and they if they do get with somebody it's going to be like like in, on the way to marriage or it's going to be something like that. If you're in a society like that, then it's awesome to have a daughter. But if you're in a society where it's just all freedom and do whatever you want to do. And you don't even have to tell your parents. You just act like you're staying at your, your friend's yard and you're really just going to <laughs> some guy that you met's yard and all of them sort of things. Yeah. Make men scared. I think of having daughters. I, I think that's what was like, what it is. I think, but then I don't know if it's the freedom that is the issue. Then maybe what the issue is, is the way we re raise our sons. It's how do we raise our sons? Do we raise them enough to show these women respect? Do we rate? I get what you're saying. But I it's, it's other people's sons. It's not. I know it's, it's, it's other people's It's the society. It's not even your son. That's it's what I'm saying. It's everyone. It's, <laughs> hol it's holistic. It's <laughs> how do we raise our sons in general? Would that be different knowing that they treat our daughters differently? Do you not understand what I'm saying? So I'm all about, like, I'll, I would potentially consider myself in... To, to a degree, consider myself to be a feminist in terms of if the, the definition generally means someone who agrees that the equality between men and women should be the same. There shouldn't mm. be any different. Yeah, okay, I know we're, we're uh, genetically built differently. We do different things as men and women. I get that. But in terms of that freedom of going out and being... I, I don't... I still would be shook oh my God, bro, I'll be shook if my son came home at, touch wood, please, God forbid, came home at like 15, 16 and said, I've got a girl pregnant. Like, I am shook because then I'm shook of what the girl's dad is going to feel like. I, I, have I got to now beef this dad because he's coming for my son? Do you understand what I'm saying? Mm. But is, does that mean that, does that mean it was the guy's fault? Does it mean it was the girl's fault? Does it mean it's the society that we lived in? Or does it mean that they neither one of them had enough education? Neither one of them had enough openness and being spoken about to... Cause I what, think it's just the liberal... It's just the whole, like... What's the word? Uh, it's the, the liberal element of society. So over here in the Western world... There's nothing wrong with that, man. It's just if we're liberal, but with sense. If we're liberal and just lunatics, then that becomes an issue. So imagine like a Muslim country... 
Yeah, it's like right. even even if one of one of the girls was moving crazy, yeah, just the like the neighbors will be like, will say something. It's like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Everyone just be like, like it oh. would like it, together they would agree that this is not right. We need to sort this situation out. But over here, the neighbors will do a madness. It's like you don't. There's no. It's not the same thing, in it. It's. But we used to have that in this country. I used to know. I I, I remember back day being in primary school. If I dis, if I was fooling about on the street, someone who knew me and knew my family would see me and go and tell my family, or tell me off and then go and talk to my family. That stuff don't happen no more. Mm. We ain't got that community no more. I've never known that that type of community in, in my entire life. Nah, I swear, like, mm. I remember that. Maybe it was different in East. I don't know. <laughs> but we had that. That mm. if I was, if any of us was fooling about, like, especially in the early, uh, late 90s. Mm. In the 90s, if, there, if we were messing about and someone saw us out on the street and, and they knew our parents, or even if we didn't know our parents, I remember one time, <laughs> I remember one time this mom was walking down the street cussing off her son, yeah? I was with my childminder. Mm. Childminder didn't know this family, mm. but because the, the mom was like, cussing off her son, and then the mum told my childminder, my childminder got involved with it as well. And the mum was cool with it, like accepted it. Now, I'm not gonna lie to you. Even even now, me talking this, if someone was to try and tell off my son, like I'm, who do you think you're talking to? Mm. Don't talk to my child like that. Like, you know what I'm saying? There's a, there's a, there's a difference with how we parent now. But why is that? So uh, you're somebody who has experienced the positive yeah, know, side of it. And you also now would not, allow somebody to tell off your son, even if your son's doing something wrong. Yes, yeah, mad. I Why know, is that? I don't know what it it's is. It's got to be the society. It's it, got to just be the, the customs over here. It's just like, it's not appropriate. Everyone wants to stay to their own business. It's not appropriate for you to tell some kid what they should and shouldn't be doing, mm. even if what they're doing is wrong. And it's like, all over the world, yeah, that's, like, that's just not even how they're living. Like, they're living in a way where it's like, there's general generally accepted things and yeah. there's generally not unaccepted things yeah yeah and people will make that known like if they see you doing something mad if they see like some um some two kids walking down the road holding hands some random adult will just be like what the hell are you doing and like start like patting up and like start calling like who's your dad like blah, 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 whatever just start calling people up and just be like this is outrageous like you know what i mean they'll have something to say about they it they'll have something to say about it there's yeah, I know. What I said was hella hypocritical. I know. I know what I said was hypocritical because I know that I do it. I know it. I know I do it with my son. I'd know it. If anyone who's not family... Like, Started trying to tell your son. Like, son. in a certain way. Like, I'm going to be... I'm going to have something to say. I'm going to feel a way about it. But at the same time, I fully know the benefit of having a society like that. There was such... There, there's such a... Now that saying a village raises mm. a child, it really, really does. Mm. It hundred percent does. It's not just the parents at all. It's not just the relatives or the you know, direct family. Like it's a whole village. We've lost that village, especially in big cities. Anyway, especially in this generation, you know that we that we're in. So with that understanding, then it's 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 more digestible what the guy was saying about not wanting to have a daughter over here. Versus wanting to have a daughter over there. Because over there, you know that she's protected. You know that 
it's not there's no crazy things gonna gonna happen and if it does it's like an anomaly it's like it's not the norm but over here it's like it's the norm for crazy things to be happening it's like it's not uncommon to be walking down the road and see like couple kids like doing balloons or something yeah that's a mad thing still but even i'm not gonna lie boy I feel, yeah, it's a deep one. Because even thinking about it, and I've seen groups of kids doing balloons. I have. Bare times, like outside <laughs> McDonald's and that. Yeah. And I'll even comment to my brethren and be like, where are these youth parents? Mm. Like, who are these children? What are they doing? And yet you can see they're no older than like 14. But you don't feel like it's your place to no. go and speak to them. And same as me. I don't feel like it's my place to go and tell these children, what are they doing? They need to get home to their family. I don't even know who they are. I don't know where, like, they're, I don't, like, we're, they, we're not in that type of community over here. That. And they won't listen. Mm. days will fully fight you. Yeah, <laughs> that's the thing. They'll, they'll try to do the mad thing. Yeah. And it's like, I don't want to be, like, having to defend myself against a child. I'd rather just let him just ruin his own life, innit? And I think that's where we've got to. And I'm not saying you're wrong for it, because mm. I'm the same. I'll just be that, old, that older person, just shake my head and just drive off. Mm. You know what I mean? Like... Yeah, we are in that that world or that period in time where we don't want to trouble nobody and tell anybody about their business because we're afraid of the consequence. Hundred and ten percent, and it's just not worth it. It's the risk versus it. reward. It's, it's just not. not worth it. It's not. And even in the back of your mind, you could you think that you're doing something that's right or it's the, a good thing. A part of me misses it. I say misses it, I only remember it for a, a short period of time. But a part of me wishes that we had that type of society. But at the same time, I really, I, I, I accept the freedom that I have that, like... The negative sides of the freedom, you take it with it because the freedom is worth it. Precisely. You took the words right out of my mouth. You said it much better than I could. I accept the, the negatives of the freedom because... It's the freedom, right? Who wants to be fully told not to do something or what to do? I know I don't. Mm. I don't like it even my mom, by my mum. I don't like to be told what to do mm. by nobody. I really don't like it. And I, that's it. And I think that is just where we are as a society. No one wants to be told nothing. Nobody mm. likes to be told, no, you can't. No, you shouldn't. Mm. Or you're going to get in trouble. There's consequences for that. We don't. None of us want like that or want to accept it and because of our liberal liberalism is that a word i don't even know oh we're so liberal mm. <laughs> because we are so liberal mm. we 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 revel in that right we revel in no one can tell me nothing mm. i'm just gonna do I'm gonna but then do what's thing. the outcomes of this this attitude like anarchy yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's like there's other other parts of the world that look at what's going on over here and yep. they're just like they're just shaking their head. They're just, they can't what believe the state of it. What is this nonsense? Mm. What yeah. is this? And, but we have the cheek to go and criticise another system mm. or another group of people who do something completely different than us. It works for them. It works. Yeah. It, they, they do their thing and it works. And and we, we would view their thing as oppressive, yeah. like their situation as mm. oppressive. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's just complicated, man. But, it it was just, it was quite shocking to hear my my friend um, say that, and but then when he said it, I understood why. Yeah. Now that you've said it, I get it to a degree, but I get it with a British mindset. Mm. You know, 
I get it with a, a 21st century British mindset, mm. which I'm kind of annoyed about. I <laughs> want to be a little bit more open and understanding to, I don't know. I think, yeah, I don't know. I would love to have, I, when my son was born, I was excited and happy that he was a boy. Mm. But if he was, a, if he was a girl, I'd have been happy, happy and excited well. that he was a girl. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, and a lot of people say, if they're going to have a girl, they want to have a boy first. So that they have someone to I think older help. sisters are better. Yeah? Yeah, I always feel have that. Have you old. got an older sister? No, 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 no. I'm an only child mm. on my mum's side anyway. But anytime I know like that family and that dynamic, the oldest sister is so much more protective of their little brother. But Even what can she really them. do? Like if like if you if a nah, I've seen some older little sisters. Sister. <laughs> <laughs> but if there's a little a little sister who's got trouble and her big brother's about, it's like he's gonna deal with it. But potentially if, but not all big brothers are on it like that right yeah, some of big brothers are not not bad at they're that they're not capable <laughs> of backing the sister like that it's not For a real. thing so even like uh, but it could work either way because my, my uncle is a year younger than my mum but mm. my uncle would always protect my mum mm. but even their younger sister my aunt when she before she was a Jehovah Witness she was on a mad thing she'll be beefing everyone <laughs> but it would be and then you know what i'm saying and she'll mm. be protecting her older brother and older sister i've just when i've seen it so my cousins uh, my direct cousins is older sister there's another family friend that live in southwest london is the older sister to a younger brother and i've just watched them grow up into adults and been like the older sister is so protective mm. just even if it's not about fighting protection just everything even with like when they the younger brother gets un unfairly disciplined by the parents mm. the older sister is there to like back defend him and mm. pr back him up and comfort etc or when like the parents aren't about like the older sister has been there to help Look out with mm. breakfast or getting ready for school and things like that you know what i'm saying i again i'm talking from someone who's been an, was an only child for like 20 years i have mm. a, a little sister on my dad's side mm. i don't get to see her that much which is my fault have you heard of something called only child syndrome or something like that? 110%. I've been told that for my whole life. <laughs> what does that mean? I've heard it, but I don't actually know what it means. It's just being spoiled or went in your own way. Um, mm. sort of the the way that we communicate. So a, a lot. my friend that was here last time with mm. me, uh, oh, he wants to come on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah I've been trying to arrange, <laughs> but he's really busy. I know he's got a lot of stuff going on. Mad busy. But yeah, I'm trying to arrange for him to come on. It would be good, mm. trust me. Uh, but he has. he's the oldest of three boys. And he can always notice certain situations was like, you ain't got siblings. <laughs> and he can tell there's certain things. So even even I noticed growing up, so it was actually only in the church as a teenager where I got good at sharing. I was terrible. <laughs> terrible at sharing like things. Mm. I remember I was in uh, Trinidad. Actually, I was in Tobago with my mum. And I was probably like seven or eight. Uh, and we were staying in this really big house in Tobago. And there was a, the, she, my mum were friends with the mum and there was a little boy, similar age. And like he would, he had bare toys, mm. like bare sick stuff that they, they were wealthy, that big mm. house. And he shared everything with me throughout like the week that I was there or how many days that were there. We were leaving. <laughs> we were getting into the car to leave. And I had a packet of sweets, of these boiled sweets. I was just eating them. Well, like during the end of the day and then all of a sudden I couldn't find them and I was like mum where's my sweets I was like oh I gave them to 
what, I can't remember what the boy's name. Give it to and man was vexed. <laughs> like, bruv, I mean, all tantrum, like, no, that was my sweets. Why did you give away my salami? <laughs> Whenever I look back at that moment, mm. that's what makes me realize there is a thing called only child syndrome. It really is a thing. Yeah. Uh, even with uh, attention. My, I had all, my mum's full attention almost all the time. Mm. So on, proper only child. My, like my son, the oldest of three now as well, he gets attention, but he can't. He's, he's the oldest of three and he's mm. got little brothers. You know what I mean? He can't always get the full attention. That's why I feel like he, like why the balance of coming to mine, he loves it because mm. that's undivided attention by me and my mum when I take him to my mum's. Mm. You understand what I'm yeah. saying? Like he doesn't have to share mm. anything with his little brothers. He, he, if there's food, that's his. If he gets something, he knows it's not going to get broken because it's his in mm. his is his nanny's house. But once he takes something home, he's now got to share it. He's now got to be aware that they're younger. They might break stuff. Yeah. You know? Do you understand what I'm yeah. saying? Um, and it was. It's that kind of stuff that is only child syndrome mm. or, you know what I mean? Yeah, just being a bit spoiled, being a, a, you know, a little bit mm. moody when we don't get our full own way or own attention. Mm. I actually feel it makes us a little bit more, what's the word I'm looking for? Like we hide stuff. Because if you think about it, anything that like broke in the house, Nine times out of ten, <laughs> it was me. It was the only child. There's no one else to blame. There's no one else to blame. Mm. So we have to get really good at hiding shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really good at like pretending and like not mm. and try your best not to get in trouble. Because again, with that attention thing, only you are gonna get in trouble. Mm. You, you can't. Your brother and your sister ain't gonna get. You know what I'm saying? It's mm. just you, just yeah. you alone. Um, yeah, there's a a part of me probably would have wanted siblings mm. when I was younger. But now at this age, I'm too used to it. Mm. I don't know if that has a correlation of why I don't see my sister. I hope not. I don't think so. But it's like she's like 20, 19, 20 years younger than me. Mm. And yeah, and it was, by then I was, I was an adult, you know, mm. I was stuck in my, in my ways and my life. And I didn't have that, You know, when I don't know what the word is, but you know, like you have paternal or maternal instincts. Mm. I didn't have that brother instinct. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I feel, I do feel bad. I do. I should make more contact. I should try and reach out a lot more. I kind of don't know how to, mm. you know? kind of don't know how to. And I don't want to interfere with, I feel like I'll be interfering with her world and her life. And all mm. of a sudden, like a big brother is just turned up you know what i mean i just it's weird it's weird i think when i was at when i was young i would have liked to have siblings then mm. but my parents divorced when i was like one so that was yeah mine too is it when i was one as well yeah yeah so i don't remember i only ever knew them not together mm. and then they never well my dad had a, had had his daughter but that was 20 years later years years mm. later and my mum she was cool with me in it. So like mm. the same way I'm cool with my son. I don't want no more. Mm. I'm cool. <laughs> I you. you know? Have you got siblings? Uh I got two sisters and two brothers. Oh, okay. But on some level, um, I guess I I don't know, maybe I can relate to that to that syndrome thing a bit. I don't I don't know, because 
I don't think I have issues with sharing things. Uh, I normally share uh, all of my things, but um, I, I, I'm my own, like I'm the only child that my mum and dad had together. Okay, so got you. My two sisters and one of my brothers are from my mum's second marriage got after you. she uh, d- divorced my dad. Got you. And my big brother is from my dad's first previous uh relationship yeah 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 okay Are so you close with them if you don't mind me asking yeah yeah i'm, I'm close with them That's um sick. but we're all just doing our own thing sort of thing i think i'm at this point i'm closest with my little brother is it because i've recently got him an apprenticeship in the company that i work with so, sick sick so we're working together but yeah, yeah. all of all of the others they're doing their own thing they're um they're quite um they're, they're all doing really well like, i'm quite proud of them all so my big brother, he's got a YouTube platform as well. Sick. Uh, called Connects Productions. Um, that's like a music platform. And, okay. Um, yeah, he gets loads of views. I think he's got like about a million and a half views God so far. Damn. Yeah, something like that on his my channel. Brother. God. And, um, uh, but my t- my two little sisters, they're both like academics. They're like both really, really smart. One of them's a doctor and wow. one of them's a vet, veterinary surgeon. Wow. And um, a veterinary surgeon, yeah, Jesus Christ, wow. And then my um, my youngest brother is obviously he's the youngest, he's 19 years old, but mm-hmm. he's just um, on the same journey as me, basically, where he's becoming an engineer. Go on, that's but powerful. I've already become an engineer like a long time ago, but yeah, 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 he's just basically following the same path that I went down all the years wow. ago. That's powerful, man. See, things like that, mm-hmm. I would have loved to be able to list off oh yeah my brother does this or my sister does that and mm. da, 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 da. i'm really proud of them and like i will never have ne- nieces and nephews mm. like well on my mum's side but to be fair like i've i've got really close to like my brethren that was here with me last time mm. and he's like my brother and his brothers are like my brother like i call his mum and dad mum and dad mm. and his daughter my niece do mm. you know what i'm saying but it's it's as much as i feel it i really do i proper mm. feel part of their family it's i know it's not blood Mm. But I will like, yeah, I'm never, I'll never be an uncle. Mm. Have you, are you an uncle? Yeah. Yes. For my big brother, he's, um, he's got like about five kids. Yeah. Mm. That's so all of that kind of stuff. And even not to get morbid. Yeah. But when I saw my, when my nan passed away in 2011, the way that my mum, my uncle and my aunt were all together with it, like it, it looked, it obviously was hard, it was tough, but they had each other. Mm. When my mum passes or when my dad passes, it's just me. Mm. It's just me. I, I, and I, I don't know how me and my mum were talking about that recently. Like I have no idea what on earth I'm going to do. Like I know people are going to be there to comfort me. I know that. But like there's not going to be another brother Mm. Or another sister that's going through it with that's you. gonna go through it with me. Like mm. just lost their parent. Yeah. It's just me, and that that scares me. Mm. That really, really, really scares me. That you know, as I, as I said, my, my, I know my brethren will be there, my, his family, and I know my relatives and shit, and that I know they were gonna be there. I know that for sure. But it just, I, I know it's just different. 
yeah. having an actual sibling, mm. like of like a first sibling or, you know, that you grew up in the same household with or even things like that. I think people can have stories about how they were in their household together growing mm. up and what Christmases were like or birthdays or how they fell out and made up and what school was like. I don't have none of those types of stories. I, I, like, man might have a couple stories with my cat. <laughs> I mean, or like, or cousins maybe, but you know what I mean? I don't have... That's why I think, you know, I would have liked to have had that sibling that I grew up with. Mm. Same mum, same dad, same house. Yeah, as I said, we, uh, all of my siblings are different. Like, yeah, we're, we're half, like we've, I, I've got three of them. We have the same mum, yeah. but different dads. And then one, my big brother, we have the same dad and different mums. Yeah. yeah, so I, I get that. But we, but that, I see them all as like brothers and sisters anyway, yeah. like the same as, I guess somebody who was the same mum and dad would see them. Yeah, same. Oh. And I, that's why I want I, I want to encourage my son. So mm. I never say to my son, I said, half brothers, never. That's mm. his brothers. Yeah, He's the older brother of three boys. Mm. Like, those are your little brothers. I always want to, I always try to drum that into him. And I know his mum and his stepdad do as well. Like, they're not his half brothers, they're his yeah. brothers. Like, and I really want him to... When he when he grows up and they go through their own things, mm. that's his brothers. I want him to be able to back his brothers, and do you know what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm not be like, oh, I'm not helping because they're just my half brothers. Yeah. I don't want that for him. Mm. I want him to be like, you know what I mean, yeah. the same sort of thing that you're saying. Mm. Be, I, I would love for his, I would love for one of his brothers to become a, a footballer, following his footsteps in that way. Or uh, anyway, yeah, mm. that's interesting. It's got me a little bit emotional still. <laughs> <laughs> do you know that? Only five percent of the ocean mm. has ever been mm-hmm. like seen by humans, yeah, mm. and only ten percent has been mapped by a technology. Like they have sonar systems and stuff like that. Yeah. But literally only ten percent has ever been mapped. That's mad. So I know we know more about outer space than we know about under the water. So I was gonna go to that, yeah. So yeah. don't you think it's a bit like it, it can't like to me, maybe I'm just super skeptical, yeah, but it, it makes me think we don't know anything about space because how can we know anything about space when we don't know anything about In it? the earth that we live on? That's crazy. But it, I, I was having the same conversation uh, at family get together and how little we know about down there, like how mm. dark it is, the pressure, excuse me, the type of animals that are down there that we have no idea how they survive, how they eat. I think I've been watching these random videos that pop up and have like mermaid sightings. And mm. I don't know if I, I don't know if I subscribe to all of that, but who knows? There was like a hoax documentary about it once. And was it, there really? Yeah. And for like about a day or two, everyone thought it was a real documentary. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but like, cause the way they done it was just so like, like there was like random clips that last like two seconds where it was like, oh, you just see this kind of thing, this half dolphin thing, just or whatever it was, just go past the screen. And like for a day or two, like people thought it was real. But then I think the creators of the thing said, no, it was a hoax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After, okay. after a while. Okay, so I've been thinking about this very weird, no, not weird, just, just thinking about this theory. Uh, it's probably not true, but it's just kind of, it's interesting to think about. So in terms of historically and geographically, we get told that the tectonic plates split. That's how, why we have uh, earthquakes, etc. Mm. That's why we have the, the 
the land mass the way that it is and islands mm. breaking off and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That they said that at one point that all of the earth's crust would have all been all together and then it kind of split out. And what if, what if the earth itself didn't move? What if it is exactly stationary how it has always been, but there was actually a flood? Like maybe not like Noah's Ark flood, but even then they've said- A lot of religions say the same thing. A lot of old history yeah. and cultures, they say the same thing. That is, it was just this m mad flood, mm -hmm. right? And we always get told about things like Atlantis or that there are civilizations that are actually underwater. Yeah. Well, even now when there's people who, there's a tribe in the Pacific that live on the ocean, like they live in the water, like everything that houses, the, they fish, they all, they constantly swim in, like they, even they're realizing that the water is, uh, is rising. It's, mm. you know what I'm saying? It's getting deeper and deeper. What if it was just that? What if it was just a massive flood of water from wherever, where the polar ice caps or whatever, and it just, it kind of took over most of what the landmass that we would have known about hundreds of millions of years ago when dinosaurs and Neanderthals, etc., all of that kind mm. of histo history that we kind of, we don't, we, ha we know nothing about. We just, you know, was there, was there a meteorite? Was it an earthquake? Was it actually this crazy flood mm. that actually flooded the whole world or most of the world? And what we're actually on now would have been the tops of the mountains or the tops of the highest peaks that were mm. there before, you know what I'm saying? Because there's a lot of, as you Possibly. said, cultures and mm. religions that talk about giants. Now, yeah. where, 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 where did they go? What, mm. what happened to these people? And obviously Noah's, the story in the Bible of Noah's Ark was there were giants and then there was this flood and the giants died within that flood, right? Mm. Uh, there's, it's just a thought process uh, of mine. So in terms of like not knowing what's under the water, maybe, maybe things are hidden. Mm. I am a bit of a conspiracy theorist that I, mm. I, I admit it as again, I don't subscribe to every conspiracy theory that's out there, but there's a, there's a few of them that mm. I kind of hold true and be like, yeah, I kind of believe in that one. What if we do know more about under there, but we know that what's under there is other civilized old civilizations that yeah. have been hidden. It's, it's very possible. And um, I heard, I don't know how true this is, but I heard NASA originally was looking at the, under the yeah, under the water. And yeah. then, Apparently they found something and then said, all right, we're looking at space now. We're not looking I, under the water anymore. I have heard that as well. I have heard that that's what it was meant to be for. Um, it's very interesting, right? It's very interesting. Mm. They, even the discussion about what is in Antarctica, is it really, because old maps show Antarctica is actually actual landmass. Mm. Uh, it's, it's, it's a lot. There's a, a lot of, there's a few people that I know that are, almost like flat earthers, mm. almost, but they, they believe in this crater, crater earth. So mm. it's like we don't, the moon that we see is not the actual moon. It's like a reflection of what the this crater that we live on is. And it's almost like, you know that Simpson dome that they had in the, yeah. the Simpson movie? It's almost like we live in this dome sort mm. of thing. Again, I'm not saying I believe in it. No, mm. please, no one at me and be like, are oh, you a flat earther? Mm. I'm not. It's just, <laughs> the thing is for me, yeah, and this is, I got this from when I left the church. Everything is a theory. We have no idea. Everything is just 
theorized, right? Mm. We have no idea if God actually made the earth in seven days and said, let there be light. And all of a sudden the sun was there. We have actually no idea if the big bang theory is real, is a theory or evolution yeah. or stuff like that. I think the big bang theory is quite like, it's like probably one of the hardest things to believe like out of all of these theories. Cause it's like as if randomly there was there was nothing at all and then it just exploded and everything was there. But again, I've heard it been explained in such a way when mm. you could be like, you know what though? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> a lot of people say about the, the, the Christian thing, but there's 2 billion people on this planet that believe in that Christian story mm. or me, even maybe more. You know what I'm saying? I think the fact that all of the religions kind of have the same story mm. and they just slightly changed it makes me think that there is a true story is that a, is being passed down over all of these thousands of years. Exactly, but all in different ways of explaining. Yeah. So everything is a theory. So therefore, that in my head anyway, that means that I can make up a theory that makes sense to me. I'm not, I'm not going to preach it and be an evangelist for mm. my theory. I'm just going to believe in my, my theory the way that it is. And I, I'll be real, in terms of the, like the beginning of the earth, I don't know. Who knows? I don't know. Yeah, and we probably will never find out. Exactly. Because well, life is too short to really find out these things. <laughs> cool. It is. It is. It's and a lot of these places where you would have to go to find out mm -hmm. are heavily restricted. You can't go there if you wanted to. Exactly. Mm. Or this really cryptic where, like, the Garden of Eden, where really is the Garden of Eden? Or, you know what I'm saying? Or can we go to the Vatican and read the manuscripts? Mm. Can we go to Timbuktu and read them in the manuscripts that are in there? It must be talking about the beginning of the earth in there. It's, there's so many different theories, right? So I kind of just sometimes make up these theories just for myself. And I'm like, oh, that is interesting. Mm. That might make sense. So like the the world flooding and not understanding what's underneath there or there being... Like so, uh, someone was explaining to me the other day, I met some, a, a group of a family from Bermuda. And obviously man asked about the Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> Not like it's, yeah. it's nowhere near actual mm. Bermuda, but you know, it's just a, like a, a magnetic anomaly. Supposedly that it could have, it could come from this, like a, 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 a landmass that is in underneath in that part. And there's another one in, somewhere in the Pacific Ocean or near Asia where that Malaysian plane just went missing went missing a few mm. years back they're saying that there is a, a similar sort of magnetic anomaly that is around about that area where there could have been a civilization that was covered with water around there mm. and then it kind of just affects the mechanics of a plane where planes and ships go down etc there's so much that is underneath there i don't know have people gone in there and found atlantis and so no one else finds atlantis said all right no the pressure's too much oh, we can't get down there or have they found civilizations in on antarctica and now no one's allowed to go there because it gives away too much secrets about the past and takes away from the narrative of what the story that the world has been telling us mm. we don't know right we don't know, so it's it's all interesting just to think about. I like to try and take as many as much information from different places, mm. different sources, and understand and put them together and kind of be like, well, this could potentially make sense in somebody's world. I don't know. For real, it's it's really interesting <laughs> yeah. and. Um yeah, when I used to smoke a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it gets like that, right? Yeah. It gets yeah, like man that. Yeah, was, man was onto all of them uh, different things. Because I think it's, 
it's just I don't know. It's fun. It's fun to imagine. Hmm. Like it's like the re- same reason people watch like sci-fi and stuff like that. Yeah, it's yeah. like it's really interesting, like to think about these the sorts unknown, of things, right? Yeah, and it's really boring to just go with the <laughs> normal narrative and like just assume that everything is just what it is, what people say it is. But see, this is the I was mm. chatting to someone about conspiracy theories recently. Mm. They were telling me who was it I was talking to. Anyway, it's irrelevant. But they were saying to me that their dad is bare on conspiracy theories and it kind of scares everyone (laughs) because they just come out with random stuff any you could be talking about anything like me and you've been talking about juice and Mm. they'll be like some conspiracy theory about juice about juice about (laughs) why the government allows sugar and this stuff that stuff you know what i'm saying like absolutely anything that's where i feel like those stuff become it comes a bit dangerous Mm. where it consumes your whole world right and i've spoken to people who struggled with their mental health and they've said that they again if they've potentially might have smoked a lot or even they've just focused a lot on uh, conspiracy theories mm. and then and, and anything happens anything comes up on the world news or affects the world especially like things like covid you know that, that happened or like terrorist attacks or any a war that happens like it's always a conspiracy theory mm. and they've said that that made them really angry like mm. all the time there's mm. proper vex at the whole world just constantly so, so that people are lying to them and trying to like trick them and trick them that. and mm. you know what i'm saying you end up arguing with like your families because you feel that they're focusing too much on the propaganda mm. or they're being brainwashed by television mm. and by media and that you start to have these crazy and it's all it's all separation right mm. it's all uh, uh, what's it uh Divide and conquer. Mm. It's all divide and conquer. So there are things that I do believe in when it comes to these conspiracy theories and stuff. But I take it with a pinch of salt and then realise almost like what you just said. Life is too short. I have to just live it, right? Mm. Like I can't change none of this. If there is a secret society out there like called the Illuminati that are controlling things, cool, isn't it? I'm never going to meet them. I'm never going to fight them to start a revolution. Mm. I'm just going to carry on with my day-to-day life. (laughs) (laughs) Just, you know what I'm saying? Mm. And pay my bills, see my child, watch football. Yeah. See my peoples. That's it. I can't change none of that. I can't change it. Or bare celebrities are putting up the 666 and things. So... I can't change any of that. Mm. I can't, I'm not going to boycott it. <laughs> it's just, you know what I mean? Or, or I'm going to ban my son for listening to certain music because I think like it's influ- If it is, then it is. Mm. It's just the world that we're in. And it just comes down to how are you going to live your life? How yeah. are you going to carry on going forward in your world? And as I always say this, like whatever this world is, whatever this life is, whatever we really are on this planet we have only control of our own decisions. We only have control over our, of what we do. Yeah. If there is someone that's controlling the earth or propaganda or whatever, then let them control it. Focus on your own life because you, you're not going to make a difference. You're not going to mm. be like Jean-Claude Van Damme and start karate chopping bear motherfuckers in some big Illuminati building. It's mm. not going to happen, <laughs> you know? If, if 9-11 didn't happen the way that it was supposed to happen. It's so long ago now, it's like, we can't change it. We can't. It, it is what it is, you yeah. know? <laughs> yeah, we just, it's a lot. What even is a conspiracy, And It just means that people have worked together to do something, innit? So, yeah, so I think in terms of law, to conspire is to uh, come up with a plan to mislead 
yeah. to create, or, or even not even just to mis- mislead, it's coming up with a plan. Mm. So even if there's like a drug conspiracy, there was people that planned, to, sat down and planned. So um, and to how they were going to sell narcotics. The the men, the old men that did the, the jewellery mm. robbery, when they were sitting in a pub, mm. great film, by the way, sick film. I can't remember what the film was called, but it's, I think it's Heist. Maybe not. I don't think so. I can't remember either. But they sat down in a pub and, and they conspired, conspired to, to make do this do robbery, this robbery yeah. to get ha- what, the jewelry so, or whatever. So it would be naive to imagine that doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah, People do conspire to do things. Hundred percent. And the question is, is it is it like I don't know? It's, it's I think when they say when they like label anybody who f- believes that some people have conspired to do anything, yeah, yeah, yeah. When they label them as conspiracy theorists, yeah, it's just like dismissive and just acting like that everything's nonsense. Yeah, yeah, everyone's crazy, and I think it's a bit crazy to imagine that nobody ever conspired to do anything. Isn't it's it? like people are conspiring all the time. Exactly, <laughs> someone's always got a plan. Yeah. to do stuff, and surely we can't be naive enough to think like everyone who's in power is really doing everything mm. positive for us. Like, come on guys. Mm. Like, God. <laughs> but then on the flip side, it's like, come on guys, not everyone in power is just doing some fuckery. Yeah. You know what I mean, for but real. there's a lot of stuff out there. So obviously I don't want, I don't, uh, as soon as you mention COVID, that little strip is going to come in. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I don't want to try and give no bad information or whatever, but when it first happened, blah. <laughs> My conspiracy theory juices started like flowing. Mm. My antennas started like, "What is this? What is going on?" And I just made I made loads of uh, different conclusions in my head, especially in the early the early parts of it when mm. we had no information or had no idea what was going on. Mm. When we didn't know if we were going to be locked down for forever, forever, or is it for two weeks or, you know what I'm saying? There was mm. a lot of stuff, even like when people come out with the, the 5G thing, and it's like tearing down 5G um, the towers. towers and mm. stuff. Like it was a lot. Mm. It was a hell of a lot. And I think when something like that, that affects the whole world mm. and is on the news being pumped constantly, continuously, mm. especially when some, especially when the media are all over something. That's when I usually don't trust what's going on. Mm. I really don't trust it. When the, when there's that much media attention, like that's all mm. we're seeing. And that's they're all, all saying the exact same thing. Exact same thing. And then figures change somehow. And uh, that's when I start not to trust it. So, But what my point is, in terms of the COVID thing, I couldn't change nothing. I was yeah. just going crazy, just like being angry at the fact that I was just locked down, sat there watching... Boris Johnson say, oh, we got this, we got that, we got this, and, and this is what's happening. This is how we're in lo- lockdown. All of that kind of stuff. I just went crazy in my head thinking, oh, well, this is a conspiracy. Uh, this is what they're trying to do, trying to work out like what their Illuminati plan was. You know mm. what I'm saying? It was just nuts. And, and then at the end of it, it was like, well, there's, there's quite a few people that's kind of getting ill still. Mm. Whether or not all those people died, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. There's a lot of questions in my head around it. Mm. People did die. We know that for a fact. Yep. People definitely did die. People got sick. People got ill. That we. That's fact. We know that. You know what I'm saying? So, and we did get locked down. And we did <laughs> get locked down. That's the thing that we 100% know. We definitely got locked down. Bare times as well. <laughs> Bare times. We were let free for a little bit during the summer months. 
Mm. I remember bare people from like March to like June couldn't celebrate their birthdays. And mm. my birthday's in August. Somehow I was able to celebrate <laughs> my birthday. And then mm. we got locked down again in like September, October. You might have been the person who arranged it all. <laughs> <laughs> It was all, all Leos. All mm. Leos did it. Yeah. We wanted to have our birthday in summer. <laughs> it was just, yeah, the whole thing was was a madness. And we still have, now it's all gone. It's all disappeared. Well, yeah, more or less. until they, until whatever, who knows. It might randomly be that, boom, new variant. New we're going back in lockdown. Well, I've, I've heard that they're, they're, you know, people are still wearing masks, obviously. Yeah. That's an interesting change. I thought that was a very, very interesting change because I thought to myself, rah, a couple months before it all locked down, say like, if, even if you say like 2019, can you imagine stopping before you went in a shop, covering your face with a mask and then walking into a shop? Could you... Do you He'll be calling police. I lie. He'll you to get out. <laughs> <laughs> even though people from Asia, so or, or like Chinese, Korean, and that because of SARS before, they wore masks on a normal thing. Normal, normal. And we used to look at it like it was weird, didn't we, it? I used to look at it thinking, what did they know that we don't know? Like, <laughs> like I'm shook. Like, what well, go on? I remember at work in an office, like uh, a, I think she's Ghanaian. I think she was Ghanaian. Uh, but she was from Africa. Uh, she was wearing a mask. Everyone was shook. This was, this was like 2018. 2018 she did this, yeah? But I think she just wore it because... I can't even remember what her reason was. I think she felt unwell or she might have had like a cold sore and she didn't want to show it. But like she wore a, like the mask that we all wear now. Everyone in the office was shook. I remember people not wanting to sit next to her. At lunchtime, people were like, yo, why is she wearing that mask? Like, what has she got? Like, what's going on? Mm. This 2018, fast forward two years, three, four years now, like the mask thing is on is normal, mm. it's a route, it's there. It, even during like Christmas, loads of people were ill, bare people started wearing masks again. Whether or not it was COVID or some next flu or whatever, like that, that's, that has, and now a cough ain't a cough no more. Mm. You cough in public even up to now, people are moving from you. Mm. But back of it, back day, it was, we still get some looks here and there, but mm. <laughs> now- I think it's like you get one free cough, innit? <laughs> like, <laughs> But if you do one more, yeah, it's a wrap. <laughs> I might need to move away from you. <laughs> one free cough. One. <clears throat> yeah, one of those, just you clear your throat. Right? <laughs> but if you start doing the mad thing, yeah, then yeah, you start looking better suspect. Crazy, mm. man. It's crazy. Yeah, and I think, uh, if sometimes I even think to myself, was it a, was it a, a prototype for the future? Think about actually how easy it was to lock down 90% of us. Some people still went out when we weren't supposed to. You know what I'm saying? People still got fined and whatever and parties and we all know that happened. Mm. But the vast majority of people genuinely stayed in their yard, mm. stayed in their drum. Do you know what's a weird concept though, yeah? They had um, all the... Uh they had something called key workers. I yeah. was I was seen as a key worker. Yeah, yeah. I had a little badge thing where basically I could do whatever I wanted, like go mm. work, come back, and and I was considered a key worker. So if yeah. I got stops, they would say, "What are you doing out yeah, here?" Yeah. I'll be like, "Here's my card," yeah. and they'll be like, "All right, cool, go about your business." Mad. But it's a strange concept because it's like it's, the the premise behind it is that these people are doing such essential work mm -hmm. that. Even though everyone's dying, yeah, we're just going to still let these people go out and about.
But it's like if the work that they're doing is so essential, surely they should be protected, be protected. because they they are people who can do the essential work. I was thinking this. So it's, it's such a strange concept, isn't it? I was thinking the same thing, and then the theory started coming out when the figures were like like a, a crazy amount of black people in the UK and America mm. were getting affected by it. Yeah. The, the 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 theory that started coming out was because those are the key workers who are buses or bus drivers, mm. cleaners, nurses, uh, doing like the jobs that have that require you to have to go out into the public and mm. still do. So then the theory started coming out. Oh, a lot of black people are getting it because they're the key workers. That one kind of rubbed me up the wrong way a little bit, mm. just a little bit, like. So basically all you're saying is that the majority of black and Asian people in this country <laughs> just, you know I'm saying they do these jobs to serve you mm. and now they're dying because they're serving the public. I, uh, it grind, <laughs> that one grind my gears just mm. a little bit. But the one in America though, I think it was, uh, some people started saying, I think it was like the un, the most unhealthiest community mm. is the black african the african american community because of that the diet having diabetes so all the, all of this soul food and that or <laughs> <laughs> bare salt and mm. sugar in their stuff kool-aid and mm. you know what i'm saying that because of their under underlying health conditions because of their diet mm. that's what they were saying was killing a lot of black people or african americans in america so this uh, there was a lot that happened. Mm. There was a lot of stuff that it got my conspiracy theory. But then what I was saying is, it. I started having a lot of resentment to, like my mum's generation or the generation above, who were just on, watching the news mm. all day every day, and I start at the ass. I did. I had a few arguments with people that were that were just watching it day in day out day in day out taking it all in and my 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 conspiracy theory kind of arrogance started to come out and I was just having too much that's what I'm saying is but all about divide and conquer that it really that that period of time I saw it really divide us on the masks on the vaccines Jesus we haven't even talked about that that proper uh, divided opinion divided so many people and a lot of I mean a lot of us that kind of don't watch television or just kind of on social media mm. uh, the, I think it's like the millennials and the Gen Z's that's that kind of generation we were I feel like we were more against that kind of stuff than those who were on like reading newspapers or watching the news like they were more towards being pro the vaccine or pro the things that were put into place the steps were in place so i've because of that moment and because of that time and because of how crazy it was i'm like i kind of just trying to take things with a pinch of salt now and try and not make these things gospel try and not make it out like i'm better because i know this next information or like i'm more woke for what I hate that word mm. as well, but more woke because I've I've got this outside information. Like, no, I don't trust the media because you trust it. You're not. No, I'm saying I'm trying to stay away from that because mm. all it does it brings separation and mm. it brings misunderstanding. And I don't. I I, I want to be able to 
think that, you know, have and have in my head that, hey, that could be true. Mm. It could be, or it might not be true. And I'm just going to carry on with my life. Mm. I think that's a more of a healthy way of when you look at these conspiracy theories or things that have happened in the world that are controversial and have lots of opinions. Just, it could be true. It might not be true, mm. but I've got to live. For real. That's it. Have you ever shook someone's hand and they squeezed the hell out of your hand? Uh, yes. But what is that? Some people have done it like on purpose just to squeeze your hand. But it's a it's a status thing, right? So so there's a, a, a there's a whole thing about shaking. So let's shake hands. There's a whole thing about. <laughs> so now, like I don't know if you can see it on the camera, mm. but your hand is over my hand. Mm. In in almost in like psychology, mm. you are more dominant than me in this moment because your your hand is over my hand. Well, have you ever had it where they proper, proper squeeze and, and it's like they're trying to break your knuckles? So and it's like that, <laughs> that, again, is all part mm. of that that status. Mm. Uh, I think it was, they did a study on Trump about it and the way that he shook people's hand. I can't remember where I even, it might've been like public speaking that I learned mm. this kind of stuff. But yeah, about the, the how hard you squeeze a hand, it's almost like how like alpha you are. And how masculine you are. I think a lot of people have heard that somewhere. Yeah. So whenever they shake someone's hand, it has they squeeze a... it as hard <laughs> as they possibly can. To show that they are. But I always, whenever someone squeezes my hand, yeah, I'm always thinking, why are you doing this? Like, yeah. like we, I, I thought we were cool. Yeah. I thought we were shaking hands. <laughs> but now you're squeezing my hand to death. <laughs> and, it's, <laughs> and now it's just like, are we cool? Or like, I don't, do you know, you, you don't even know do what you, the vibe is anymore. After do you that. find it's more men than women that do it? Or it's definitely, it men definitely that, men. Yeah, it's 100% men that are shaking your hand and trying to break your hand. Do you feel it could be a sense of before they've, shake, they've, they've shaken your hand, that they're intimidated by you, so they almost have to feel like, like, like they're, they're strong, like I, I, like I can hang with you because you, because I'm not going to, not that you're intimidating, is. but you're not a small Guy, now your arms are, you know what I'm saying? Mm. So if I was to meet you the first time, I'll be, well, maybe not me, but if someone's to meet you the first time, be like, whoa, oh, you're on, like, you're an alpha male, you're alpha, alpha male. Like, I got to show that I'm st strong in this pack as well. Let me squeeze <laughs> your hand and be the hand on top. That That's what I've- I, I normally come on like a neutral level. Like, I normally like, I'm, I'm completely neutral. I take people as they are. Yeah, I'm yeah, never yeah. trying to like, like exert like flipping, dominance over anybody like that's not my thing in it yeah, yeah i find it weird when people are doing that i just really want to just be myself and i want other people to just be themselves yeah especially like it, with like doing the show and stuff like that i really don't want people to feel uncomfortable i really want people to feel, feel comfortable, comfortable. and um yeah it's just it's just it's just really weird like i think it's just it seems to me yeah that May, uh, like I always think have they just learnt this somewhere and they're just like doing the most and it's but I just don't get it because when you're like you can shake someone's hand without squeezing their hand down yeah it? yeah of course you can so when you're squeezing it it's like you're making a point of it that's that's what I'm coming that's what I'm trying to mm. say come across like it is making a point and as I was saying before even if even the way that you speak mm. and, and the words that you say you may think to yourself like I'm being neutral what they see may be completely different. Mm. Like I'm not saying- They're interpreting I, it differently. It can interpret in a different way or just even just your body structure or like the, just you, you know what I'm saying? I'm not saying 
about mm. and trying to make it personal. Just in general. And just in general. Because mm. I've had comments uh, when people have met me for the first time that they were scared and intimidated. Mm. And I'm like, <laughs> me? And they were like, yeah, but it's like big beard. Like you're not small. Mm. And, and I'm like, I, cool, I get it. But even when I spoke... So it comes down to the body language mm. thing. So I think it's just in the in in our minds and our heads, especially someone who I th- feel that is trying to prove a point, mm. is trying to be the alpha, is trying to get the upper hand for one of a better mm. term, with no pun intended, just to squeeze the shit out of your hand <laughs> to show like I can hang with you. I am also big. I am strong. Mm. I am alpha. I am. You know what I'm saying? It always makes me like so. It, because it's happened so many times, mm. it makes me like now more hesitant to even shake. It's like when someone puts their hand out to shake it, I, I feel like I should say, you're going to squeeze my hand, aren't you? Like, you're, like I could Preemptive. tell you're back to like really squeeze. Because it's just like, it's almost like um, shaking someone's hand yeah, is normally, it normally doesn't happen unless they've put their hand out, for me anyway, in my mm. interactions. Normally it's like, what's good, blah, blah, blah. You might, might give them a fist bump or yeah. whatever, something. Or you might even not even do any like touch. You might just be like, what's good, brother? Just that communication. But when somebody puts their hand out, then it's like, I'll shake their hand. And it's like, I w- it's like because so many times when I have gone to shake their hand, they squeeze my hand to death, yeah? I feel like, I, I don't know. I just feel like maybe it's like, it's, it's I would say it's probably like 60 to 70% of the wow, time when somebody puts their hand out, to, uh, it's always like a man in it. Like yeah. women don't normally shake hands. Like in my interactions, anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, they a lot of the time it's like it's it's more. It happens more often than not that someone will try their hardest to squeeze my hand, and I'm just thinking, why are you doing that? Like, what's the point? Think, try and see if <laughs> try and test it that the next time someone shakes your hand, give them a really limp hand. <laughs> And see what they do. Like, do they match your energy and also give you a kind of... I just go for a normal shake all the time. Like, it's not It's not like it's double limp. It is the, it's just or, like a normal... Or even if it's, it's as the same strength, but your your palm is facing up. So uh, in, when, you're, when you're doing speaking, palm up is meant to be more ad, uh, inviting mm. and more open than when your palm is like not showing or down mm. next time someone shakes your hand so it's almost like you're showing being submissive but you know in the back of your head like i'm not even trying to be on top or submissive i'm mm. just trying, trying to, to be, be a normal guy usual yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but just try and see if their their handshake is a little mm. bit different like actually offer your hand mm. bottom like palm up and see if they change anything <laughs> try and like give I'll them give it a, go. A, limp, a limp hand and see like literally like shake like like that sort, mm. like that sort of thing, <laughs> and see if it changes. Do they still squeeze it? Are they shocked? Mm. Are they? Do you know what I mean? Because there's there is quite a lot in a handshake. Mm. There really is, and I think yeah, it was. It's something I watched about Trump and him having really small hands and him being insecure about mm. him having small hands. So he always squeezes the shit out of someone's hand or his hand has to be on top because mm. he has to show that he is dominant, mm. that he is the alpha, he is in charge. It is something in, it's ingrained in the head, in the back of our head. But because like you're you're aware of the hand being uh, grabbed really hard and you're not trying to be 
any, you haven't got a point mm. to prove. See if it works. And I always think like, what are they thinking whilst they're doing it? Is it like subconscious and they don't even notice that they've done it? Yeah. Or is it that they're thinking, yeah, I got him. I got, I got the- I think it's like, a bit squeeze. of both. <laughs> I do, I think it's a bit of both. I think it's, it is subconscious mm. and that, that body language thing, it makes you feel on top. Mm. And then the other way, I think it is like, yeah, I've got a good handshake in there. Like, yeah, mm. I've shown that I'm business. I've got a mean business. I'm showing that I'm the mm. the alpha male here. I'm in charge. I don't know. It's so I, weird. I don't. Mm. I don't do that stuff. It doesn't bother me. Mm. I don't care. Mm. <laughs> I don't care whatsoever. So it doesn't make sense to me. And I, mm. I can clearly see it. Don't make yeah, sense. It's just to such you. a weird thing. It's like why? It's like it's almost the same thing as someone just putting their hand on your shoulder and just crunching yeah. down on your shoulder it's like why would you do that why like if you want to if you want to have a physical altercation <laughs> like that's that's not even a way to go about it so it's just so weird <laughs> it might be uh i think we're, we're as males anyway as mm. male homo mm, yeah homo sapiens yeah that just means human right yes it does good yes so as as you know it's just male humans mm. um as mammals i feel that there are things that are programmed in us already mm. to try and be like that try and look strong or mm. if you ever watch or do you, you remember being in school like for no reason you and your boys would just start like flinging each other mm. for no reason just want to hit each other mm. like it's all fun and games it's all cool you just kind of want to roll around and like it it really is a boy thing mm. And if you look at in the animal kingdom as well, a lot of male animals or male mammals do exactly the same thing mm. to get them kind of that ready for that hunter sort of life that they have to live. Like mm. their playing is is fighting. And I think in this society, girls are a little bit different. Girls will look at boys being like, what are you lot doing? <laughs> Why are you always touching each other and mm. hitting each other or putting each other in a headlock? Mm. Or when we had wrestling, like bare wrestle moves and like what? I think it's just a guy thing to do. Mm. And it does, I think it does stem from like the fighting. Like I know we get told that fighting is not good, mm. but it's in us to do. Yeah, to fight it really is in us and to get prepared as kids that's you know what I'm saying so that whole grabbing shoulders or grabbing arms or headlock and mm. literally it's all natural male thing to do because we've got so much testosterone and like it's I don't I don't understand it fully mm. but just looking at how we act as if, as men we still do the same thing don't we like when we laugh and we hit each other on the back and i don't know if women do things like that or we push each other for no reason or like i'm saying we just do yeah even that would be quite weird like if somebody's laughing and then they just slap you in the back like <laughs> quiet with a heavy hand yeah it's like i'm not gonna lie i have done it still. yeah <laughs> but it's just like i don't know it just feels like it, it's just it was it was all fun and games, yeah. Until it just until now it's just like it's now it's quickly. weird, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think in my theory of it anyway, and this is just observation. Mm. I think it is just the handshake thing for sure. It's an alpha thing, mm. trying to be yeah alpha, trying to. But be I get stronger. the sense of it being like overcompensating sort of thing. Like it's yeah. not. It doesn't feel like it doesn't make me think. Okay, this guy's alpha now. No. It makes me think. This guy's annoying, or yeah. this guy's like, 
Like it's why doing too he, much. Yeah, why did he crush my knuckles together? Nah, <laughs> fully, fully. And I get, and that's probably just you're on a, you're vibrating at a different level from these men. Mm. They probably are compensating for a hell of a lot of stuff. And then they look at you and think like you are a man's man where they have to show you, no, I'm the man's man. Mm. Which the concept is stupid in <laughs> itself. Do you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. a handshake, it just, you know what I mean? But again, it probably just similar to when, uh, deer uh, male deers are bucking mm. you know what i mean it could be the same similar thing to that who has got the the hardest headbutt mm. is the winner in in that situation they get the woman i know a handshake doesn't mm. in society that handshake doesn't show that but it's probably the same sort of psyche the same sort of psyche mm. we know as adult men like if i was to push you like it's on it's a beef thing mm. but necessarily it's not going to be a beef thing if i squeeze your hand it's mm. just me showing i'm stronger man mm. i am man <laughs> <laughs> I think there's two there's two possible uh, approaches I'm going to take from like when I feel like somebody's going to squeeze my hand here <laughs> I'm either going to say you're going to squeeze my hand here or I'm going to squeeze their hand harder <laughs> but, and then what would happen if we both just squeeze each other's hand as strong as we can it's like wouldn't that just instantly be like beef after that because it's like... It depends. And it might co- turn into a, a funny competition. I don't know. We're just both just squeezing. Just, just squeezing it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's such what. a weird dynamic. It mm. really is. It really is a very strange, a very weird dynamic. And I mean, if you have to do that, not you, if mm. someone has to do that, go and squeeze my hand in fam. Just, oh, yeah, man. it's just... Get it's out so of here, <laughs> uh, But that was just like a fucking random one. It happened the other day. So I was thinking... I gotta ask someone on the on the show. Nah, I gotta ask like I love what it. people think about that. I love it, man. I love it. Keep them coming. Well, ah, this is one that um I think you sent to the Instagram. It was the where are you really from? Did you? Am I right? Did you I send? did. I did. I feel like I might have. I had a good few conversations about this yeah. though. I think it was after our last episode. Um, I think the, the like the Instagram. Um, my brother who runs it. He mm. was he was looking at um. I think he asked people like for questions or something along them lines. Right, yes. And then you sent in, where are you really from? And yeah. then the context was the video of the lady who worked in the palace or something along so, the lines? No, I think she worked for a charity okay. and she went to a an event that was at the palace. Okay. And then there was, I think there was a woman who worked closely with the queen. Mm. Um, and then she... <laughs> at first... Oh, oh we've only got... A, and not the longest time on this it's but good, it, man. this is it's a deep one it's a mm. deep one I had some real good conversations about this myself like mm. with it personally so the backstory of that was the the, the there was a, a black woman who worked for a an, a charity or an organization from Hackney I believe okay. she went to this event and she was in very traditional African wear this <laughs> the woman who worked at the at the palace, mm. <laughs> she asked her, where are you from? Mm. The woman then went on to explain, I'm from this charity. Mm. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> where are you, where, where are you, where are you from? Mm. Oh, we're, we're, we're based in Hackney. Mm. No, 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 no. No, where are, where are you from? I, and then she was confused. I don't know what you mean. I'm like, I live in this area. Mm. And then I think the fact that the woman said, I can tell that you're not, you're going to be difficult and not tell me where you're from. Mm. 
that's where it gets a little, that's where it gets very, very complicated and very, yeah. It gets, yeah. And then it, what I do you think, think about it. Huh? So what do you think about it? Like if somebody <sighs> asked you a few times, because I think the narrative of the clip and the sentiment that everyone seems to like get from this, this whole thing here was that it's racist or something to ask where somebody is from. But I struggle to to understand that. It's like, why is it racist to ask where someone's from? Mm-hmm. They're wearing, you said they're wearing traditional. Um, it was supposedly very traditional African wear. Like it, she would have st- stood out in an event like that. So why is it weird to ask? Like, is why is it not just conversation? See, I had the same sentiment. Mm. I'll be 100 with you. At first, when I heard it, because the, I, I, I'll be real. I ask that question mm. all the time to everybody, mm. whether you are black, whether you are uh, Chinese looking Asian, whether you are Indian looking Asian, mm. whether you are white European, white American, white Brit, whatever. I ask everyone where are you from or mm. where is your background? Or I've changed the way I asked the question because of backlash from years ago, mm. yeah, of where are you from? Oh, where do you mean where I'm from? Et cetera, et cetera. So, so you've had a similar thing. I've had a similar thing mm. in the, the other way around. And I've had it when people have asked me, oh no, but where are you really from? Where are you originally from? So the way I respond to that now is, oh, well, I was born here, but my mum is from Trinidad. My mm. dad is from Sierra Leone. Simple, easy. That's how I would respond. No problem at all. Mm. That's it. Let's let's just carry on with life. And the reason why I usually ask it is purely because I want to connect with that person. So last time I mentioned knowing how to say hello in Polish or in Turkish or in Romanian, etc. Mm. The the reason why I would ask, oh, where's your accent from, or oh, where are you from? It's only to show off that I know how to say those <laughs> those things in those languages. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Literally, that is the only reason. It's a little bit egotistical, probably mm. a little bit narcissistic. I don't know. But that's the only reason why I would ask. Now, the thing was that the controversy with this one, or I was explained, was that the fact that she was asking over and over and over that the, that she couldn't just accept that this is a British woman, that this she was born here in the UK, that she's a British citizen with a British passport that works in the capital of Britain with a British accent, mm. that she had to be from a, some next place in Africa because obviously you can't originally be from the UK and be black. That I just was, feel like that's so much extra spice to put on it, yeah, when really <laughs> she just wants to know... Where's your heritage? Where's like, your heritage? Yeah, what, where's your background? It's the same question, but she's just maybe not articulating it correctly or something. But it's like, why is it a crime to not articulate in the way that suits your ego or something? And this, it's because I had this conversation and I got, I got the answer. I understood it. I accept the answer. I think, and this is, again, this is where I decided to make an easy answer. I was born here, but my mum is from Trinidad. Mm. Dad is from Sierra Leone. Then make a joke and I'm best of both worlds, can eat both both rice and peas and jollof rice. Mm. There, nullified it. If us as children of immigrants, mm. yeah, I'm first generation born here. So I'm a child of two immigrants, all mm. right? If we just accept the fact 
most people, when they look at us, we've got different skin color. We 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 might not have originally come from here. Mm. That's what how most people, if they see us, that's what they go in to think. It's not necessarily an empire thing. It's not necessarily a racist thing. It's kind of a little bit the truth that the majority of us actually turned up here in the uh, 50s, 60s and 70s or oh, well, parents, grandparents, etc. Mm. I know there's a whole, there's millions of us that were born here, but maybe people just want to kind of find out whereabouts our culture is from, whereabouts our history from. Because well, it's interesting. Because it's interesting. And, and something to talk about. They don't know the the way to ask that question. So I always ask, oh, what's your background? Mm. What's Where's your accent from? Or what language do you speak? What is your heritage? Where are your parents potentially from mm. so, a, a way that i know that's not gonna tr- cause offense and i've got it from um people from eastern europe when i've asked oh where are you from why are you asking me for i've got it i understand it cool not a problem i won't ask you I, you're a bit touchy about it don't worry we'll, we'll move on because i want to connect with you mm. maybe if the situation was a little bit different with both both of them if the the woman that works in from the palace just wasn't didn't get so frustrated and just asked a bit more of a smarter question mm. there's enough that her vocabulary must be vast enough that mm. she'll be able to ask it in a different way that doesn't bring offense on the flip side maybe excuse me the black woman didn't need to get so offended mm. maybe she could have understood that she probably hasn't had she probably isn't around a lot of black people one she probably isn't around a lot of people that are from like working class backgrounds in like that uh, what's the word I'm looking for? She probably isn't from areas that are diverse like that. Mm. So she ain't going to know the most appropriate way to potentially ask that question. Mm. Maybe we just need to give each other a little bit of a break here mm. and just be understanding. But I get it. A lot of black people say it's not my job to educate. Cool. It ain't your job. But then you have to accept that people are going to be ignorant then. Mm. So if you don't explain to them, then who is? Mm. If you right there and then, who've got an understanding about culture, understanding about race, understanding about the history of how we got here, whatever, and you have a, a, a story of your background, why not just explain it? And you're saying that it's not to e- your job to educate, but it's also not your job to punish people that, and you're taking it upon yourself to punish this person for not knowing how you would like to be spoken to. It's like, if, if they just asked you where you're from, it's a bit much to now... Like do a whole mad thing, try and get them fired and do all of this madness. It's like, they're just probably just trying to feed their family as well. They've <laughs> asked you a question. It's really not that deep. It is, a, but at the same time, what I'm going to play devil's advocate. Mistakes always lead to growth, hopefully anyway. Mistakes in this way, make it like a situation like this. I'm hoping now that this baroness woman or, you know, who's in the palace, now, now she may be able to ask that question, hopefully. But do you think she's going to like... This this culture of people more or less Probably based less. on this backlash she got just because she asked where someone's from. Probably less and probably she'll probably now not even ever ask that question. Yeah, or again. never communicate. Never with communicate. Them and, and just assume that they're all gonna be like and that doing hurts. a race card thing and it's just like Yeah, I get you. And I would rather her just work out a smarter way to ask the question. So you take away that offense. And to be fair, you're you're not always going to not offend people. But then I feel like maybe I'm just a bit different. Maybe because I am I am an educator. 
or I have been in education, maybe because I am very passionate about explaining the history that I have learned. Like I, I, I would have loved to be in that woman's position, loved it. Oh my God, I would have absolutely loved it. I would have told this Baroness woman about all of the history of all of the times when black people were in this country before the war before Windrush, before whatever, whatever. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. I would have loved to be able to explain to this woman, well, this is why actually as a community, we might find this offensive because of X, Y, and Z. I would have reveled in it. But there's not, I'm not expecting everyone to be like me. I'm not expecting everyone to be like, like I want, I, I, I want someone who doesn't understand something about my culture, who's just, who, who may ask me in a way that people may find offensive. I want that. I genuinely want, especially if you're like, no, I just want to know. I just want to understand. I, I, I don't understand because I'm not around black people. But hey, you're a black person that's right in front of me. Can you explain this? I would love that genuinely and i just feel like because we're such a small population in this country three percent that is minute minute it's tiny three percent or um, 3.3 i think it is officially 3.3 still a lot of people it, it, oh yeah it's a grand scheme of things it's still a hell of a lot of people but it's a you know it's a small percentage i i i, I would love for us to all whether you're West Indian, whether you are African or whether you're Christian or Muslim or none of the above, whether you put on the census thing that you are black other or whatever, I would love for us to look past that offence. Look past it. Look past that offence and look at, okay, maybe they just don't know and be able to explain because once they explain, once you explain to them, they could pass it forward. Mm. They really could. And I'm, I'm a massive advocate. I, I remember that film is amazing. But just pass that information forward. If there's something I don't know about an Asian community, I want to ask about it mm. and find out about it. So then I now can pass it forward. I can now pay it forward. I can now have this knowledge and know that. So for example, I apologize for saying Oriental and I try my best not to say or like generalize people from uh, China or Korea or Japan as Oriental because I know that some people can take that as an offensive way. I used to say it religiously, but I used to say it because I didn't want to call everyone Chinese. I know that Koreans are not Chinese. I know that Japanese are not Chinese. I know that people from Hong Kong, even though politically they are in China, they're not actually Chinese. They, they, well, they, they speak a completely different language. They're from Hong Kong or from Taiwan or from Singapore. They're not all the same people, but because they kind of sometimes might look quite similar and have similar like foods or their languages might look visibly similar that might sound similar that we all put them into one box and just call them chinese so if you let's say you've seen somebody who fits that like that um description yeah they yeah. look like they're from one of those countries mm -hmm. you don't know exactly what country they're from so you've asked them where are they from and they're just being really annoying yeah they're like oh no i'm um i'm from london and then you're like i yeah i know you're from london but like where whereabouts like where, where oh like where are you like originally from or whatever then they're like they're getting like really defensive about it it's I'll like it. it's no point yeah fair enough you <laughs> like most people probably would just leave it but it, it is them making it weird it's like it's not you making it weird you're you're trying to not mischaracterize them as whatever you're yeah. trying to 
just like I don't know have some sort of like get to know them a bit it's like asking someone's name and then they're getting really like defensive <laughs> about it it's like you're just asking them a general question just to to kind of break the ice between you trying to talk talk to them a little bit but but it's their prerogative to, to hold back that information and if they get a bit but weird if your job it, is working with people then say that one more time if your job is to work with people like yeah. so the woman who came from the charity she's coming to speak to people it's like you should be a little bit a little bit more reasonable. I feel like that's quite unreasonable to take that stance. And I think that woman did get fired. Which is, is she really? I think so. I don't know what happened afterwards. Mm. I kind of just, I saw the whole thing that went crazy. Mm. I asked a few questions to some people that I know work in that environment, you know. Um, and I asked people who would feel offended and I kind of got that information and I didn't find. But yeah, for me, if someone's just not, on ask, answering that question, I would just leave it. And before I dig myself a hole, but again, it's because I've had that experience. You know what I'm saying? I've had that experience. I've had myself feel a little bit offended about with the, oh, but where are you originally from? Like, man can't be born here. You know what I'm saying? Where are you uh, originally? Man's from Leighton, isn't it? <laughs> and I've done that. And I've been, an, I've been annoying and been like, man's from Leighton, isn't it? Oh, man's from London. Man's, I'm, I was born here. Mm. And then I realised actually if I just say that, if I just say no, but I'm I'm born here. I, I suppose it's easier because I'm first generation as mm. well. So it's easier for me to just say, well, my parents were born here, here and here. But if someone said that to me and they were a part of a charity coming to me for like for me to donate or whatever, they're trying to I wouldn't give them any money because they're not even giving me conversation. They're not even giving me any type of like like reasonable like Back and forth, like they're just basically just getting really offended by anything I say. It's like they've just got a chip on their shoulder. That's probably to do with something they've experienced in their life. Yeah, yeah. But it's like I don't need to like just because you think I'm racist, yeah, doesn't mean I'm racist, is it? Yeah. Or just because you think that my motivation for asking the question is a, a negative motivation, that doesn't mean that's what it is, isn't it? Yeah, true. And I've had people really say negative things, yeah, and. <laughs> Even when they really say negative things, I'm asking them like, why? Like, why? So one of the comments that I got recently on the channel, I was talking to a um, a Rasta woman. Um, it's quite a, a, a quite I think I a while ago. That. Yeah. Someone commented, "Oh, you two need to go to the jungle and live in a tree or something." Matty. Yeah. And I and, and I didn't even understand like why they even said it. Yeah. But I just commented back like, why? Like, because I'm really trying to work out. Like, is it even relevant to what we're discussing or is it just purely because you imagine that people who look like us need to be in trees or... It's like, I don't understand why, but I would like to hear what your reason for saying that is. And I don't think they... They haven't replied yet. You know that they're mm. not gonna... You know they're not gonna reply. That kind of stuff, that ignorance is passed down from bare years ago propaganda that we all monkeys that mm. lived in trees and in jungles and huts and... Do you know what I'm saying? That's mm. just... That's, that is pure ignorance. That's just mm. passed down, passed down, passed down. But I down. wouldn't want that person to be fired. Like, I wouldn't want them to not be able to earn a living anymore. It's like, yeah, they're a bit of a dick, but <laughs> so what? Like, like, they don't owe me anything. It's like, whatever. Like, they can... Like, bottom line is, they've watched my video, for one. They've commented, which is adding interaction to the thing anyway. It's like, so what? Like, they've said something that's like, yeah, they're a bit of a dick. I don't think they're the most, like, intelligent person because mm. their comment doesn't even seem coherent. It doesn't even... It doesn't make like, no sense. Yeah, it doesn't even add to it. 
It's not even like they're commenting on the subject matter or anything. It's just really weird that they've said that. But to mm. try and get somebody fired, I feel like you're just doing too much. It's like, what did they really do? Did they, did they really like, did they like physically assault you? Because then it's like, okay, that's you've taken it too far now, and they've actually. Like it's one thing to just not like somebody for yeah. whatever reason. Like maybe the woman who worked in the palace just didn't like this woman, and maybe they she was trying to like give her a bit of a hard time. But even if she was, why should like why should she get fired? It's not even that deep. It's like okay, you're like people just give people hard time sometimes. Not everyone's gonna like you, and and really, if the other woman was more skillful, she probably would have been able to. Like just like either navigate it so it doesn't really uh, amount to anything, yeah, yeah, or yeah. somehow just like make it neutral, like just where it's like even though it started off in that type of thing, like say if she was to say, "Oh no, I'm from this particular country," and then maybe the next comment would have been, "Oh, that's really interesting." Me and my husband went there like last two years ago, or whatever, on our honeymoon, whatever it is. It could have just been a general convo, mm-hmm. but it just or, it just or, went or left. flipped back and been like, "Okay, well, I'm from here." Where are you from? Where's your ancestry? Where are you originally from? Because mm. everyone originally came from somewhere, right? Yeah. You know, the ones there, like even white British people, they originally came from somewhere before they settled here. Yeah, most yeah. most of the people here are like from descendants from descendants. different places anyway. Like, yeah, I'm saying, yeah, for real. And um, not even that far, not far long ago. Like some, like so. There's a lot of like people here that are like, Irish or something. Yeah. Or um, wherever Scottish or whatever it is, yeah, and they're just but they. If you didn't ask them, you wouldn't know. You would assume they were just from here because yes. they don't have an accent. They don't. There's no real way to tell. Hundred percent. But my, I was going to ask a question. Yeah, mm. do you have that kind of mentality because we live in this society where it's a little, it's it's more understanding. If you grew up in the seventies and the eighties, mm. where it was pure racism. If people were attacking me, like physically, like actually mm. like trying to kill me, then yeah, I would but feel what some even, sort of way. Even those, those comments from like, those comments are, you smell like this or you this, that, any other. The, like, you know what I'm saying? Those kind of ignorant comments mm. that a, a lot of our families would have got mm. in those, in, in that era. Yeah, I would just try and like, I would not try to, I would try to not, be exposed to it too much i would try to not like, i wouldn't put myself in places where i'm surrounded by people who are going to be like giving me a barrage of insults yeah yeah i wouldn't want that like nobody wants to just be insulted constantly mm-hmm. um so i'd probably stay to my own community like loads of communities do mm-hmm. and um if like and then there were but even back then there were white people who were on on board with black 100%. people that really liked black people. Did so, you actually know the skinhead movement started because they were like they they loved the rasta locks, but because they couldn't, they didn't know how to lock their hair in that way. They shaved their hair off, and then they had the the the. the oh, was it the uh, what the uh, Martin Martin? What are those boots? Doctor Martin. Doctor Martin boots, and they had like the uh, the. Where's my vocabulary gone? I've lost it today. But the whole attire that mm. you would like the punk movement mm. and the skinhead movement before that got turned 
it, it, upside down in an NF and BMP that actually started from that community. Those boys looking at the rosters, looking at the Afro hair and being like, wow, this is incredible. I want to do this, but I can't grow my hair like that. So they cut their hair off. That's how all of that kind of, that started. You know what I'm saying? That's that, that, how do you know that? That's so interesting, but how do you know that? I was watching a documentary mm. about like when when more West Indians started coming over mm. and the the music scene, especially in places like Brixton mm. and like places in like East London, like Hackney or places in Tottenham or in West London and like Labrooke Grove, there was this whole there was this whole movie. I can't even remember the documentary. It might have been, it was definitely a music documentary where like DJs, like like the Rodigans sort of thing, yeah? Mm. Like that kind of generation, they were like, they were just overly, they just loved it straight mm. away. All of it. They just loved the, the 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 way they dressed. They loved the swagger, the hair, the weed, the music, mm. the mm. food, the drink. They loved it. Like they didn't want to beef these man. They wanted to be these man. Mm. And when I watched that, I was blown away. Absolutely blown away. But then for some reason, again, propaganda just started in the 80s. Just, oh, you have to... They're different. They're taking your women. Mm. This, that, and the other. You have to hate them. And then the hate started. And then that kind of skinhead look turned into a, more of a fascist, racist mm. way of being. Instead of it was, what it was originally, it was just, I want to be you. But mm. I just can't be. Do you know what I'm saying? So I, it, proving your point, there were white people that were hella on board. Yeah, so I wouldn't like... Accepted it normally. I wouldn't completely like say, okay, I'm never going to be around any white people. I would just not be around the ones that hated me. I hate, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. who wants to be around people that hate you? <laughs> but I w and even the ones that did hate me, I wouldn't like... I wouldn't want to go to war with them or anything. I just wouldn't want to... I wouldn't want to do something to harm them. I just wouldn't want to be around them. Because I just see them as just... They're just people as well. But they're just really into this identity politics thing. Like, they're really into their group. And they don't like other groups. And I'm obviously another group. Mm -hmm. So, like, just stay away from them. Because you don't want to see what happens when, like, people who just hate you are around you. It's all long. That's interesting. Because anytime I think about what I would have been like in... Mm that era because I say often I wish I was I grew up in the 80s because of the music and stuff mm. but then like even my cousins that were that grew up and lived in the 80s they were like nah you're too passionate you're too militant you would have been fighting mm. every single day and I don't know if I would have been but maybe I don't know maybe I would have maybe I would have like I can't take this mm. like bun this I'm gonna go and riot mm. I'm gonna go like in uh, well the teddy boys I think that was more the 60s, I think it was, in Westland in Labrook Grove. But that's why we have Notting Hill Carnival is because of the Teddy Boys attacking. And I attacking the black communities. Like It happened for, I think it was like a week in the summer of, I want to say 65. Someone tell me in the, the comments. So uh, I think it was a, a similar time. Or no, I mean, it was later on. Later on was when uh, a group of kids in a party in New Cross got their house burnt. Uh, that was about 40 years ago. So what was that? 80, yeah, it would have been, that was 70s, 80s. So if before that, Teddy Boys, West London, went on like loads of them, whole gang of them went and attacked this group, uh, this, uh, the West Indian community that like, burnt up this, 
a restaurant, this Trinidadian restaurant that loads of people congregated in and just went to mm. just to feel part of their community and have food and have drink, have laugh, have the music, play dominoes, play cards, etc. That was uh, uh, firebombed. And then there was like loads of protests. Excuse me. And then there was that carnival kind of came after it. I always think to myself, like if I was in that community, mm. if I was being attacked or if I was being stopped and searched mm. day in, day out, just for being black, if I was being attacked by the teddy boys or ostracized or insulted constantly, you know what I'm saying? I've, I don't know. I think I might just have enough is enough. I think there's a big difference between people being verbally rude to you or yeah. ver saying things verbally like offensive or whatever versus um physically actually being attacked yeah when being assaulted yeah i think if anyone's attacking you it doesn't matter what like the laws are like you should defend <laughs> yourself like that's how that's what i believe i think that's yeah. natural that's that's nature like it's a crazy thing that self you can go to prison for self-defense yeah like the amount of women who have like on their way to being assaulted have then killed the perpetrator mm. and they've been convicted for it mm. i think that's messed up yeah Fully but i can imagine i can imagine that loads of people have Loads of women have killed their partner and said that they were assaulting that's them. That's a mad thing still. <laughs> yeah. That is a, yeah, that's a mad, obviously, who knows? Who knows? Yeah, but. who knows? But I feel like if somebody's actually assaulting you, yeah, then yeah, you sh you have to defend Use yourself. Force, right? And, um, I agree. Yeah, you, I feel like you have to, it's, it's just, it's, it's natural. And um, most living things will do the same thing. 100%. So, Even the most passive of animals yeah. or living things if you try to attack it they will attack you back or defend themselves in one way or another for yeah. real but then if somebody's just talking and then uh, like they're saying stuff that upsets you i think you don't have to you don't have to fight them because they're just talking and, and you don't it's like obviously they i don't know they're there's something wrong with them like they've got some sort of issue with you like just let them have their issue. Nobody like you have to remember not everyone has to like you. People don't have to like you. Trust me. Even as I said before, even your friends, even your your family or people in your own community, yeah. even your family, they might not like you for whatever reason. And you're not gonna act like it's like you know what I mean? You're just gonna have to deal with it. It's yeah. The same like how you'd have to deal with it if someone of some different group doesn't like you. Yeah. But it's just when it gets physical, then all of that um being civil it goes out the window. Um, but yeah, that's that's my thoughts on it. But yeah, we are we are right at the end, man. It's man. been a great conversation, man. man. Bro, I could sit here and chat with you for, for hours real. on end, bro. <laughs> with, and and the thing is, completely sober with nothing as well, and we could just yeah. chat. Love that, bro. But for real. Love Safe, it, bro. No, it's it's a pleasure, man. I, I really enjoyed our last one. I really enjoyed this one. 100, 100. And I hope if you get some time to, that you'll be able to come back through, man. Yeah, but as long as I'm invited, I don't like inviting myself <laughs> uh, to places. Like, so you're definitely invited, man. Uh, Brother, no, I really blessed. enjoy our conversations, man. And I, I like your perspective on a lot of different Thank things. Thank you, man. So um, before we wrap it up, is there anything you wanted to promote or maybe something you just want the audience to just check out for their own benefit? Keep checking this out. Keep checking out this this channel. Uh, the Social Engineer Show is incredible. Look back at it. Um, I appreciate that, man. No, no, man, I fully, I love this. I really do. And I've, I've been going back and looking at some of the older videos that have led you up to what you won 50 
54. 54 is rolling out now. Yeah. This one will be 55. Oh, unreal. Mm. Unreal. Uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm gassed. Uh, but still, yeah, no status. We've got some more. Yeah, big up no status. Content. Uh, with, well, we've got a recording coming at the end of the month. So that is going to start to roll out from probably like February. Mm. Uh, so yeah keep it keep locked in keep it posted uh, again those of you that are into like uh, I'm a piano Afro house mm. uh, uh, Afro soul uh, soulful house deep house Papa, uh, Papa Noir and the whole collective called House Noir mm. that consists of a DJ called Elfrey and DJ Matems as well as Papa Noir and yeah I'm not gonna lie they are killing it at the moment mm. uh, they, they've got um, a set at a restaurant in Peckham uh, called Flag. Mm -hmm. So if you're ever in Peckham on a Friday night, go down there. The food is banging. The mm -hmm. drinks are banging and the music is incredible. So yeah, that's what we're doing at the moment. Um, but yeah, man, thank you so much. Thank no, you. Thank you for coming, man. I know you're busy and yeah, I really appreciate you taking the time, man. And uh, I think anytime. the audience will like to see you again as well. Cause um, as, as I said, we've got loads of positive feedback from the last one. Thank you, man. Thank you so much. But yeah, man, safe, bro. Bless and you. thanks to the audience as well. Trust and me. That's a wrap. Bless. P, 2p, 5p, 10p, 20p, 50p, change don't annoy me, 1 pound, 2 pound, 5 pound, 10 pound, 20 pound, 50 pound, these are my employees, yeah, I just make Elizabeth work, I just make Elizabeth work, yeah, I just make Elizabeth work, I just make Elizabeth work, 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 where my money at, let me dial up management, who's going in and who the fuck's panicking, who's May P and who the fuck lost P, if I fire man that could be costly, you know I always make the pattern run properly, I got white money and it talks cockney, I got black money and it talks pat Why the fuck would I want my money stacked up? I see money, I can't let it be statue. Never. I'm an entrepreneur in a tracksuit. When your money works hard, you don't have to. She got dank body and it's all natural. But I'm still only trying to get the P's, bitch. You got dead P, hit it with the D fridge. It's a game full of snakes and leeches. Fuck school, they ain't never gonna teach this. Fuck broke, I'd rather turn evil. When I'm hungry, you be looking like treacle. My tunnel vision on my prey like eagle. I got a pit in the whip looking regal. Just in case I Ever got a ducker man down Dealing with the penny Same way I do pounds Dealing with the pounds Same way I do racks Aiming for a billion I ain't going back When I hit the club It's return of the Mac I'm looking for a hustler Certy collab Trap queen title Where you worthy of that There's a lot of hot chicks But I'm never that gassed I don't know love Only know about cash I know about economy I know about tax I want to dominate Not race with the rats Look I can't hear shit If it ain't about 1p, 2p, 5p, 10p, 20p, 50p Change don't annoy me 1 pound, 2 pound, 5 pound 10 pound, 20 pound, 50 pound, these are my employees, yeah. I just make Elizabeth work, I just make Elizabeth work, yeah. I just make Elizabeth work, I just make Elizabeth work, work, work.